Welcome to the Murder Theater Podcast, where we talk all things professional wrestling. We hope you all are doing well. My beautiful wife, Tammy, how are you this week? I am in the holiday spirit, holiday spirit, jingle, jingle, jangle. This already feels very much like our very first video. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you guys want to go back and watch the first podcast, but that is almost exactly how it started. That's oh, so no. <laughs> Chris, how are you? There you go. I'm doing great, man. I am doing fantastic. It's been a crazy week. Wrestling's been awesome. Yeah, I'm just I'm just stoked to be here today. So what's the news this week? What's happening? I've covered a lot of stuff on TikTok lately. If you guys aren't following us on TikTok already, please go do that. It is at Murder Theater Pod on TikTok and on Instagram and on YouTube. Some of the stories that stuck out to me, Sasha Banks, now Mercedes Renato. She's no longer going by Sasha Banks, obviously, because that was WWE's trademark name. She has signed a non-exclusive deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is going to include a appearance of stardom, at least one. But more importantly, she is going to be at Wrestle Kingdom 17, which is coming out of the Tokyo Dome on January 4th. I don't know how this is all going to tie into the AEW thing, But the fact that her contract just happens to allow her to wrestle wherever she wants after January 1st of 2023, I think it's sort of solidifying the fact that maybe that might be a certain someone's mystery partner. But we'll talk about that when we get into the rumors. Um, yeah, that that's going to be huge, though. That's going to be yeah, huge for that. It could be. It's, it's all going to be money. Tammy, do you have anything to say about Miss Sasha Banks and and some new Don't. adventures for her? I have not kept up on a lot of this because I've been running around being in the holiday spirit. That one kind of, I haven't contemplated it deeply. The only thing that I know is that when name changes happen, it takes me a minute to readjust into a new personality and persona. Well, the bright side is... The bright side is you haven't really ever had to deal with her as Sasha Banks. You really just get to deal with her now as Mercedes or whichever name that she recently trademarked she's going to be going by. I'm not sure. But another story, speaking of female professional wrestlers, Mandy Rose was released from WWE this week. She dropped the title very unceremoniously at this week's NXT to Roxanne Perez, who I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I, I liked her as Roxy in Ring of Honor. Um, I don't know that she's ready to carry the strap. It all seemed a little weird. And then the next day, obviously, we found out that she was being released due to some quote unquote inappropriate conduct that she had been posting out on a fan subscription site. And then reports were saying, you know, she was warned several times. She refused to back down, which hell yeah, get your money, girl. And and, and it turns out I, I I can't say that I wouldn't have done the same thing. She's making upwards of $250,000 a month through that page where she's probably only making somewhere between 50 to 75 a year working for WWE. I think it was a bad business move on their their behalf. I go deep into my thoughts on this on TikTok. Go check that out. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Well, my uh, thoughts are a broader range of what it says about society and what we deem appropriate and inappropriate when... Uh, what is really the difference and who's to say it is or isn't so that, that's where I'm going so I think the like talking about how she should personally handle it or how the company should personally handle it has already been covered so my thoughts go more towards what exactly is the problem at all and who decides to label it that way like who's saying it's inappropriate what exactly is inappropriate what are you all running around in your underwear pretend fighting on tv every week Exactly. And like there isn't sexy costumes. What about Wardlow? 
I mean, he got whipped uh, in a sexy way with a little onesie on, you know, like, so what's the difference between that? Whatever gets sold on a my fans. So well, why I mean, is one okay? And what isn't <laughs> fair is fair. I'm not sure anybody would have compared those two things. Uh, that says where your mind's at, obviously. Well, it's we all know this. If you've been listening um, for any amount of time. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, my whole issue with the whole thing was the hypocrisy of the deal. She oh, just recently yeah. posed nude with the NXT straps. She had the women's championship. She had the tag team championship and she was laid out nude by her pool. WWE supported that. They put it everywhere, but now that she's doing it and making her own money on it, they suddenly have a problem uh, and now she's gone. So exactly. that's Good where point. I stand. Rafe, what do you think, man? Well, this is the same company that used to have lingerie matches with women. I mean, really? And you're going to take this girl and say, oh, you can't do that? That doesn't, that makes zero sense to me whatsoever. You've got a person that comes there, they show up, they do their job, they do their job well. They were a, cha- they were a good champion at the time. People love her. You either suspend or you, you, you warn on that. Because they certainly didn't have a problem with Riddle and his methamphetamine problem that he got tested for. But yet they have a problem with her. That doesn't hold on, make hold on. Any... Is that what you it was? About that? It was either I... meth or some other drug he was on. Okay, we haven't even gotten to that yet, but I did not know that they had figured out what it was. Right. Well, I read that, so could be right, could be wrong. But he's got a drug problem, man. And they put him in rehab, and they didn't say, oh, he's completely gone from the company, where they take a girl that, what's the extent like like tammy said what's the extent of this x-rated content that's the problem i have with it so i have seen i have seen some of this stuff uh over the last few days things have been coming out a lot of nudity stuff like that and the stuff that seems to be the biggest issue is stuff that she was sending privately through messenger services and being paid for um Mm -hmm. it's not even stuff that's available to the public okay so that makes it even weirder to me. And you mentioned, you know, this is the company that did the lingerie matches and all those things. They've exploited women for years. Let's talk about what they're doing today. The reason that her gimmick is what it is. She that's she literally was just too good at her job. They wanted her to do this. They wanted her to look this way. They've used her as the example for the rest of the women's roster. And now suddenly it's not okay because it's not going in their pockets. Yeah, I mean, it has to be a money thing. That's the only thing I can think of, too, because... The pop she would get when she would come out, the amount of attention that she got as a champion, why would you kill the golden goose? It doesn't make any sense to me. She was once referred to as the golden goddess. That was her gimmick for quite a while. So you almost hit the nail on the head there. You know what I mean? So it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, I don't know. I I disagree with it wholeheartedly. But hey, AEW wants to back up the Brinks truck. And throw it, throw it at her. Great, bring her in. She'll be great. Impact is ready. Tommy Dreamer already said, "Come on over. We'll we'll do everything. Let's make a deal." Right? Yeah. So I mean, and AEW be stupid if they didn't try to jump on this because she'll bring viewers. I mean, she will. She will, especially after this. Especially after this. I mean, I think they shot themselves in the foot when they did this, but big time. To think about how many people were tuning in every week to watch her because of her gimmick, because she is a very attractive woman, because of toxic attraction, they laid this out as a, a sexy gimmick, as something, it was all about body and uh, sexiness and being pretty and attractive, toxic attraction. 
Gigi and JC are both still in the same boat, still there. And I don't know if you guys know this, Gigi posts a lot of stuff on her IG too. They don't seem to have any issues with that. Yeah, I don't know. But she's not getting paid for Instagram. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just just seems kind of lame, you know, and especially since you mentioned that that was kind of Vince McMahon's project. Like he, he did everything he could to get her. I have mentioned that quite a few times, haven't I? Yeah, you have, you have mentioned that. So it's kind of lame. I mean, Hey, but it could be good for another uh, promotion. So let's, let's see where it goes. I don't, it's certainly not going to hurt her financially. You know what I mean? If anything, she probably just doubled her money, you know, with less work, (laughs) with less work. And she doesn't have to like, wake up when she's 40 years old and can't even move her legs. So, okay, good for her. So, I mean, lame, but lame. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Let's move on from that. Something a little bit more positive, something kind of interesting, and maybe, maybe a little bit unexpected. Tony Khan has announced that Ring of Honor will not be getting a TV deal, and they are moving to a streaming platform only. It's Honor Club. It's been a pre-existing service that Ring of Honor's had for a while. You can actually access it through ROHWrestling.com, $9.99 a month. It has the entire Ring of Honor back catalog. New pay-per-views will still be airing on Fight TV and Bleacher Report, I believe. You will still have to pay full price for those. They will not be included, which I think is a slight misstep. The $9.99 a month seems like a fantastic deal when it's including pay-per-views. When it's not, it's almost like, okay, so I get the back catalog. What what, what else do I get? A weekly show that nobody's seen yet. So we'll see how their subscriber count goes and and, and what's going to happen with that. The newer pay-per-views moving forward from now until then, they won't even be released on that network until 90 days after they've aired, which again, seems like a huge mistake to me. I don't know. I'm excited that we're finally getting Ring of Honor news. I think we're seeing that on AEW TV now. Maybe it'll be a little less crowded. We don't have to worry about showcasing all that Ring of Honor stuff, but- it feels like a way to kill the brand if they're not careful. What do you guys think? I think it very well could kill the brand, especially with as many promotions that are going nowadays. It's like, where does that, where does that fit in? And what kind of content are you going to put in that? And then who are you going to relegate from AEW that stays in that realm of ring of honor? I mean, before we had this massive amount of crossover between AEW and Ring of Honor. I mean, for for the love of God, Jericho was Ocho. You know what I mean? He won the Ring of Honor title. Then we had Blackpool Combat Club winning the, the Ring of Honor titles. Now we've got the Jer- Jericho Appreciation Society that has the Ring of Honor titles. I don't, even, I don't even know who has them anymore. You know what I mean? You got Samoa Joe that's a regular on AEW, has the Ring of Honor title. You know what I mean? So... You know, the, the only people that aren't on AEW are the Briscoes that have the tag titles at this point. So and they're not allowed on AEW. And they're not allowed on AEW, according to Warner Brothers, because, you know, they're too controversial, right? Well, so, Warner Discovery now? Yeah. Man, Warner Discovery. So this is going to be a very fine line of how they do it. And the fact that they don't offer the pay-per-views with the monthly subscription is pretty lame because I can tell you this, I can watch every WWE pay-per-view on Peacock for barely any money. Plus all of the P like you get all the Peacock content. Yeah. And you get all the Peacock content. It's like seven or eight bucks a month. And it's less than that nine 99 for the ring of honor. So I see this change in its format between in about eight months. I think it's going to, you're going to see some, you're going to see some big changes coming around in eight months. I think that this is going to start one way and it's going to end a different way. And then 
but I do hope this. The thing that I do hope is that we pull that AEW roster that's been sitting dormant for a very long time back into AEW primetime television and not just on dark. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's that's the way I feel about that. Tammy. Three words and I'm done. Too much money. Oh, well, there you go. That's fair. That's, that's fair, fair enough because you're right. Because if you're getting a weekly show, and that's all you're getting. And then not a lot of people sit there. I mean, truly, how many people will sit there and watch back catalog stuff? I mean, when you can get a lot of it on YouTube, I know, but I'm just saying like there's, but there's <laughs> totally not, a, will. but it's a small percentage though, Chris, that's what I'm saying. It's a very small percentage of people yeah. that are tr- true wrestling fans. It's us we'll marks. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? We'll go deep. We'll deep dive into that. There's not a whole lot that will. I mean, I yeah. certainly won't watch a ton of those matches. It's going like, to be I the won't. hardcore Ring of Honor fan base that existed before. It's not going to be new fans. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it f- shakes out. I'm curious to see who he pulls off that AEW roster and puts in the ROH roster. I, I'm curious to see if he even has a decent women's division in that. Is he going to have, you know, is Athena going to be the leader of that and pulling that all together is, you know what I mean? Or, you know, I could see them anchoring ring of honor with the Briscoes. Cause that's, those dudes are, they're super entertaining and it's lame. That, that the dog fact, collar match with FTR was incredible. Yeah. I didn't, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to see it, but yeah, I heard it was pretty, pretty massive. And, and, you know, they just got canceled so many years ago that we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that format goes. And I just I hope they don't pull too much away from AEW. That's all. All right. My last piece of news for this week. Speaking of Ring of Honor, we got to talk about Jonathan Gresham. Um, there was when he came over, he was doing some AEW stuff. He was doing some Ring of Honor stuff. There was a lot of uh, controversy. Uh, he was not happy with his booking and he was out the door pretty quickly. He is now signed with Impact Wrestling, which I think is a good get for them uh, with their ever-changing roster. Uh, I really like Jonathan Gresham. I think he's great. I don't think he fit the AEW product, which I understood that, but he could have fit Ring of Honor. He could have stayed there, but there was no news yet as to what was going to happen. So I understand his move. Um, I think I think he'll do Impact a lot of good. I think uh, it's, it's all going to be good for Impact. I don't know if it's going to be great for Jonathan Gresham, but... He's a busy guy anyway. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's a good fit. His wife's there. So, I mean, that makes sense. You know, Jordan Grace wrestles there. She's the champ. So him being there seems like a natural progression for them. So, um, and I think he'll elevate the game of Ring of Honor. I mean, uh, of Impact and get probably get pull, pull some more viewers in on Impact. So I think it'll be helpful. And I think he'll be a good fit. Tammy? Forgot about him. The Octopus. I know who he is. I just what happened. Yeah. He's so he's been gone. I with all this, I don't even. I haven't even thought about him. So I guess that says what I think. Well, um, I mean, not, really, that he's just not on my radar. Fact. I'm not thinking about him where he fits and doesn't fit because I just you know it, it, with all that other stuff he got lost. So I look forward yeah. to where he reemerges and I remember him and can tune in again. And that that speaks a lot to the fact that you just haven't been watching wrestling for that long. Um, because this year he hasn't really been featured anywhere because of all the stuff that's been going on politically with wrestling companies yeah, and changing exactly. hands and all that stuff. So um, if you start watching Impact, I'm sure you'll be impressed with him. Okay. Cool. He's awesome. He's fucking awesome, man. 
He's really I'm good. Not saying he's a bad wrestler. I'm just saying I don't have a lot of thoughts because yeah. I haven't seen him in a long time and I really forgot all about him. Yeah. So and I think just... that says a lot about what happens when you go through these transitions. People like me don't remember you because there's a how many matches on a week. So um, it's important, you know, to stay out there. Keep your Very name true. out there. Very true. All, All right. right. Well, I think we need to talk about some rumors, man. What's the rumor roundup? I love rumors. That's all that's all wrestling talks about is rumors. Well, we uh, <laughs> I we think briefly... of the Umbrella Academy when I hear rumors. I'm gonna rumor somebody. Fair enough. I heard a rumor. I heard interesting show. Um <laughs> so we already talked a little bit about Sasha Banks, aka Mercedes Renato, aka Banks Monet, aka the other 15 names she trademarked. Um free to work as of January 1st. Soraya just happens to be needing a mystery partner after that time. Um, that match isn't scheduled until Wednesday, January 11th for Dynamite uh, against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. I think it just kind of solidifies that she's got to be the partner. And if it's not, a lot of people are going to be disappointed because there's I can't think of anybody else that would be as interesting as the person that put Soraya out of business to begin with. Um, and it also gives them a chance to ignite a feud with them that they never got to have because of Soraya's injury and how it ended her career. So what do you guys think? Is it going to be, is it going to be Mercedes or is it going to be someone else? Well, who else would it be? Exactly. I mean, like, you know, you have to look at it and it's, and again, this is another thing that kind of upsets me about AEW. It's the fact that we have a deep women's roster and now we're just doing this. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. I, I think that it'll elevate the women's division if she comes in and wrestles. But then also there's another fact that I think it 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 squashes some opportunities for someone that um, she could put over the edge. Like Jericho puts people over. You know what I mean? He'll sacrifice himself to put people over, as we saw with Action Andretti, right? Yeah, we'll but, be talking about that in a little bit. But there's no, and so and I think that that's what AEW needs. They need that person in the women's division to do that too, to put some of these these women's wrestlers over. And that I think would make the division better than just signing the most the 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 fallen well I want I don't want to the the former WWE people you know what I mean so I I have mixed feelings because in one sense I'm going to be excited about it it's going to be cool and it's going to be fun but then in the other sense I'm going to be like oh well this could possibly hurt the women's division in AEW. Yeah, it's like I'm super excited, but also they could really mess this up. So they could, they could. Tammy, I don't have any emotional attachments about it, one way or the other. I think it'll be fun if it happens. I, I'm not. I mean, you all are thinking long term consequences. You put more thought into it than I did. So you have, you definitely make good points. I mean, uh, but I'm not going to worry about it because you know what? The, the women's division isn't doing well no matter what right now over there. And well, feels like a broken freaking record because it's going to come up later in my notes again. I don't even want to say it again because it's making me bored. It but, does. you know, I it, it, it's just that that's why I don't care because it's like, okay, it could get messed up, but it's not great now. So that's how that's where I rest my case. Well, Tammy, let me ask you one question then before we move on to the next thing. 
if it's not Sasha Banks, who would you like to see be Soraya's partner? Not nothing that would make any logical sense to anybody else. So fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, there's a lot of people that can be capable, but they won't be the they won't be the big story that Sasha Banks would be. Like, hey, how about Sunny Kiss? Right. Well, they're no. not going to put that on network television. But wouldn't yeah. that be an interesting choice? It would, it would be, be a great choice. That's why I'm saying nothing that would make sense to anybody else. So, I mean, who, who you know, I don't know a lot of who's floating out there. What about, um, what's her name? Allie Catch? No. Did she work there? Or no? Man, that'd be fucking yeah. awesome. Okay. You know that what I mean? Be, Somebody uh, like that. She did know? wrestle for AEW once this year so yeah, far. So. I think she has once, yeah. I, I know who I'd like to see with Soraya. And it's a kind of a wild card. I'd like to see Serena Deeb wrestle with her. Being Ooh, the tag team. That would be good. They do have a because, previous relationship. That would yeah. be badass. And then if I hadn't even thought about, about it, that, man. Yeah. That's a great fucking theory. Ooh. Because if you sign me up, it, bro. <laughs> well, think about think about the match. Okay, you got Britt Baker and uh Soraya, who are pretty kind of like kind of got close in their styles, and then you put Hater versus Deeb, who could beat the living shit out of each other, which would be an incredible match, period. Take my money. Why wouldn't <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, you, you, it would be perfect because you've got everybody in that ring would be super skilled. Everybody would be over the top. It would be it would be great. It would be a great match, man. Yeah. So but I love I that idea. I think it's too far. It's like way too far fetched, but that is a killer idea. And if mm. that was what happened, that might be one of the few things that I wouldn't be disappointed in if it wasn't Mercedes. Exactly. All right. Next rumor. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Uh, Vince McMahon has some new potential uh, lawsuits being filed against him. And in the midst of that, there's there's news that he's saying he wants to come. He wants to make a WWE comeback. He wants to do a return to the company because he got some bad advice. And he, he thinks maybe he shouldn't have retired because it could have blown over. I, you guys know I hate Vince. So take take it's go, go ahead. Feel free. No take backsies. Yeah. No take backsies. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I mean, if it happens, I mean, that's You know, that's it's going to happen. But. I, I I wouldn't want him back just because, you know, he's just going to start hacking things up. And I think Triple H has been kind of making some headroom on, on making some things better there. He know? tried so hard and got so far. Yeah. But in the so, end, does it even matter? I don't know, man. Exactly. So it's like it negates everything that Triple H did because you know what's going to happen. He's going to come in there and clean house and just do whatever he wants. to. He's do. not coming back, man. Nobody wants him there. Let's be real. What does that say? What would that say about a company with all of it being so public and not yet resolved, letting him come leave and come back? What does that say? What tone does that set for everyone else? You can't get oh. mad at nobody else, and you certainly can't be hiring that one. I mean, firing than that one lady for her sexy pictures after exactly. What That's what I was going to add in. I'm like, are you you fire Mandy Rose, but yet Vince McMahon, he's cool with that, you know, cornering chicks in his office or whatever he was doing, right? Cool. Yeah, we'll just let you back in. But yeah, sorry, Mandy, you're done. Even though people yeah. come to see you, they're not going to come to see Vince. <laughs> right? Exactly. I think the public will rebel. 
They will. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say a little bit about uh, a little bit more about Vince later on when we talk about um, this past year. But if you guys are good, we can move on from that. Oh, yeah. So here's a a little piece of information that I've been seeing pop up lately. Triple H may be regretting bringing back some of his rehires. Um, (laughs) There hasn't been any specific names mentioned, but a lot of speculation is pointing at names like Hit Row, potentially Karrion Cross, um, that maybe he jumped the gun a little bit. What do you guys think? Well, I've seen Karrion Cross wrestle a couple times. I th- and um I think he's good. I mean, I do think he's good, but did he make an impact on me like um some of the other people that I've watched on WWE? No, not really. No. So maybe he's right on some of that and maybe Vince was right on some of that too. I mean, sometimes, you know, I mean, Vince has been in this business for day one right i mean a long time i mean so he was the business for the last 20 years right so some of those decisions i would say probably 90 percent of the decisions he made for talent were probably correct and spot on for it because he's a professional at his job at that time right i don't know about 90 percent. i'd say maybe like 60 like a 60 40 split Okay, yeah. well, we'll split the difference on that. That's fine. <laughs> I think but, I think a lot of the talent that did get released that they should have brought back was already elsewhere. So right. they they brought back the the guys that Triple H did like that were not already contracted. Um, mm-hmm. And we know that there's been speculation that they've been reaching out to the other companies trying to get their talent back and uh, tampering and all that stuff. Jericho himself said that they reached out and were like, hey, come back. So I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. Tammy, you have any opinion on that? Uh, Hey, who? What do you know? Let's find out. That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got one more rumor. Um, So it it relates to SmackDown. We had a segment with Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. Um. Uncle Howdy showed up in the same room at the same time as Bray Wyatt, which is the first time we've seen that happen. Clearly it's Bray's what it's his voice on the Uncle Howdy videos. Mm-hmm. Clearly. However, there is a physical person now being Uncle Howdy. Who is it? Who is oh. it? Some people are saying Bo Dallas, which is his brother. Some people are speculating that it could be Dutch. Uh, you guys know Dutch and Vincent from The Righteous. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember them. Yeah. Um, and and they've they've been in a lot of WWE stuff lately. And there's there's rumors they've been signed already. Uh, another name I've heard is Joe Gacy. It could be him. I have my own theory that's a little bit weird and uh, kind of sideways. I think maybe it was originally supposed to be Barry Windham. Um, and when Barry Windham had his health issues. Maybe they gave old IRS a call and uh, it it could be Mike Rotunda. The body shape fits. He's Bray's father, the Wyatt family, the new Wyatt six. I don't think it's that far fetched. I I know it seems like a long shot, but it's, it's not impossible. Um, Yeah. I, I think it'd be really cool if it ended up being him, but maybe that's just me. I don't know what the rest of the world thinks about that. I personally loved IRS. And honestly, 
there is nothing scarier than the tax man. Let's be real. So <laughs> if, if you're looking for a scary character, he doesn't have to talk. He doesn't have to get in the ring. He just needs to wear this the the gimmick, you know? Yeah. Bray does the talking. He right. just has to stand in the shadows and be badass. That's it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I haven't dove too deep into this yet, so you know, I'm gonna have to go with what what you, what what you think it probably is. It would be cool, so well, hopefully, you know, hopefully it is. So, but yeah, I don't have too much to say. Uh, I have to say, I fully think that the the other speculations are probably more accurate, but I love my idea just because it makes no sense and it'd be super rad. Hey, sometimes the, it, it, you never know, man. You just never. Yeah, know. you it never know. Happen. And I like to expect the unexpected because WWE is great with swerves. Tammy, did you happen to catch that SmackDown segment? I don't think I did. No, no. Well, I, I highly recommend you go and check that out. It's all over YouTube. It's all over the internet right now. Um, the White Rabbit stuff. We've been building this thing. We're going to talk about. I've been loosely following the right white rabbit thing, so I'm I'm not completely unfamiliar. But I don't know about the segment you just mentioned. But it sounds like a fun bit. I think the I think the whole story's been a blast. Um, that's all I got for rumors this week, guys. You have any uh, anything else that you've heard through the grapevine that maybe I missed? No, I you've you've covered everything that I was going to talk about. So yeah, man, you got it right. I certainly haven't. Uh, I, I don't have time to watch all the wrestling on the earth. I can't keep up with all the news, but these were the things Aww. that stuck out to me that I found interesting. So I wanted to talk about this stuff. No, but, no I didn't um, get you. Right. It's been a crazy week just in the business, right? Oh, it, it, I mean, just there's been a lot of movement. And uh, I mean, I don't know if they're just kind of setting it up for next year and to see what we're going to do. But hey. It's going to be fun. Well, I mean, if you guys are ready, I can do a quick recap of what's happened on every show that I saw this week and what I thought was interesting. And I I would love to hear some of your thoughts and opinions on some of this stuff. You Um, got it. You guys want to move on to that? We can. Let's do it. Sounds good. I'm ready. All right. So Monday Night Raw. First question. Did you guys watch any of Raw? No. Tammy? (laughs) I was all AEW this week. But I I I caught the... I hear you. I did catch all the top 10 moments, so I've, I have a, I have a very general idea of it. So go ahead. All right. So uh, the first thing on Raw that I thought was cool was Alexa Bliss. Uh, this young woman right here, Alexa Bliss. She uh, she defeated Bailey to become the number one contender to be Bianca Belair. Also right here. <laughs> Which I, I, I did not agree with that win. But, uh... but. It was it was a it was a kind of a rough match, um, but I think it's all setting up towards something grander. Okay. Uh, so she she you know she beat Bailey. I love Bailey to death. Alexa Bliss is not really a believable opponent against Bailey, especially the way this match went. Um, but the more important thing about this match was towards the end of this thing, after the win, Bianca got in the ring. She was going to congratulate Bliss because they were just on a team together at Survivor Series. They were. Bianca went for the handshake. Alexa said, give me a hug. The Wyatt logo flashed on the screen. Alexa Bliss grabbed Bianca, put her in the sister Abigail. We were about to hit the move. She snapped out of it. What happened? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And left. That's a cool I plot loved line. this, you guys. I loved yeah. it. 
Yeah. So I think it's think... going to be super cool. I think the turn is happening. Where That's the wheels good. are turning. This whole Bray Wyatt faction build has all been so slow. It's a good slow burn. It's my favorite. It's long-term storytelling. I so, can't get enough of it. So then are they going to kill the Bianca Bailey thing that's been going on forever in the ladder match and her pushing towards to getting the belt? I mean, I don't I think we're done sh- there. Dude, I thought for sure like three months ago, Bailey was going to have this belt by now. I really did. I mean, truly. I was like, well, oh, man, she's going to get it at some point. They had that sick-ass ladder match. They had all kinds of shit going on. And then all of a sudden, now this, I was, like, baffled by it. That's why I was like, why did Alexa Bliss win that? I figured Bailey, this would be the time that Bailey comes in and wins the belt, you know, and carries it and has damage control, like, running the fucking raw. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that it's necessarily over. Um, I think we're just going a slightly different direction with it so that we can start to speed up this uh, Bray Wyatt faction process, which, you know, we did more on SmackDown. So, okay. Um, I mean, I'll take it, but yeah. I, I'm just, I'm a little disappointed because I think Bailey's pretty, I think she's pretty awesome wrestler. So she's one of my favorites. I love Bailey to death. Yeah. She's tough, man. She kicks yeah. ass and she does, she does good matches, man. She did those good matches with yeah. Bianca, man. They were good. And I love this version of Bailey. I was a fan of her back when she was doing the inflatable arm flailing tube men as her thing. And she was the side pony, happy, super bubbly gimmick, which Kylie Ray kind of ripped off, but we don't need to talk mm-hmm. about that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you about Bailey shouldn't have lost to Bliss, but I do like where it's going. Tammy, any thoughts? No. Okay. I got. I got to get her up to date on some of that stuff. So, well, the next thing we have, and so we had some small developments in the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn bloodline feud. Uh, Solo had a match with Elias. Um, and it, it sort of just set up the SmackDown angle later. Mm-hmm. I thought I it was that. great. I didn't really know where it was going to go though, until we got to SmackDown. Any thoughts? But, but the be- the best part of that whole thing was when he pulled out, uh, what's his name's lyrics? <laughs> and sang them. <laughs> he had him on the written piece of paper. Elias love his, it. and he's the rock star singing it. I was crying, man. I love that Elias is back with the with the standard Elias gimmick. WWE it's, stands for walk with Elias. I'm here for it, brother. I'm here for was, it. And he was like, I'm gonna miss that guy playing bongos over there. <laughs> That was great. <laughs> so, but I can see this, you know, I can see the everything kind of bubbling up with Zane and KO and you know, that's, you know, they're definitely working at angles, so that's going to be fun to say. Yeah, we'll talk about that again in a little bit. Um the next thing up was Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. Fantastic mm-hmm. match. I love Oscar. I've been a huge fan of Oscar for a long time. Rhea Ripley has become maybe in my opinion one of the most impressive female talents in the professional wrestling, the televised professional wrestling business right now. I had to be clear about that because I'm a big fan of a lot of talent that's not on TV. Um, but I love Rhea Ripley so much. Uh, I, she kills it. She can walk me like a dog, man. <laughs> Put a leash on me. <laughs> she, that's funny. That whole mommy poppy gimmick with Dom oh. is just... One of the it, best things going. 
Dude, um, and, if you, and if you really want to laugh, go on, go on the WWE TikTok when her oh, she's talk when she oh, talks shit shit to the fans. It's fucking hilarious, man. I saw a video where she was reading thirst tweets about her. Yeah, she loves it. It's fantastic. Yeah, she's, she's a um, great heel. She's a great heel. She she's really a really is great heel. And she's also yeah. just really good at understanding her role. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, but the cooler thing here was that Asuka is no longer rocking the green bleeding face paint, um, mm-hmm. which she has been doing since she started doing the mist. You know, you guys are more familiar with that with the House of Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit goes back to the 80s with the great Muda and all that stuff. It's it's a very Japanese thing. So she's not wearing the makeup anymore. She's been tweeting and on social media a lot, referring to her old gimmicks, um, Kana in the Japanese promotions, um, she's kind of turned into this sort of dark side. And, and you know, Dom caught the miss this time, uh, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, that was but, pretty funny. But the look of defeat on Asuka's face after this match, they are definitely prepping her for a character change. And yeah. I even heard somebody say, well, maybe that's going to be one of the Wyatt Six characters. I don't know, but whatever it is, I want the world for her. She deserves the moon. I I said it last week or whenever we did this last time. She never got the push she deserved on the main roster. Mm -mm. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, she's good. She kills it. So So after that, we went into uh, Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins. This was weird to me. But Yeah, but they beat the living tar out of each other, man. They did. They beat the shit out. I like Seth freaking Rollins. He cracks me up, dude. It almost felt like a shoot fight with these two. I can't tell if Seth Rollins is a heel or if he's a baby face. I don't know what Best Bobby part. Lashley's doing, but they just went to freaking war, man. Um, and, then it, and then he got Seth fired. won the match, and then <laughs> and then Bobby got kayfabe fired, which I feel right now in the spectrum of what's going on in the professional wrestling world and with all the Mandy Rose stuff specifically in their company. I feel like kayfabe fibering. Uh, it's just bad taste to me. Um, yeah, well, I, maybe they didn't know that, though, at the time. I mean, because, you know. NXT, mm, what they didn't know. know was that people were going to pay attention. Um, <laughs> they got to know that by now. They man. didn't know that people like me were going to have a problem with that. Uh, but yeah, Bobby Lash is a machine. Dude. I don't know where they're going with the firing gimmick. Hopefully it'll turn into something cool. That guy's but chiseled out of stone. <laughs> Seth Rollins is next in line for the U.S. title. Yeah, we'll and he's entertaining. He's entertaining his shit. He'll do a good job on that, man. I'll tell you. Yeah. Tammy, any thoughts? Um, I did see some of that this week. I don't know how, because I don't remember sitting down and intentionally watching it. But a lot of it was actually, when you were talking about it, I recognized it. Maybe I was looking over Rafe's shoulder. I don't know. But uh, watching, I know that. You were, you hmm? You were watching, was I watching with it me with you when I was oh, watching okay. the recap. <laughs> and I find all of it incredibly enjoyable, and I've been liking it all. And other than that, you all covered the details. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Well, I the next not... show obviously was Tuesday, NXT. Yeah. And that's the uh, big one. That was well, when we had all the controversy. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it a big one. It was certainly an interesting one. Um, some positive notes from NXT this week. Dijak has returned. Formerly, yeah. I guess he was, what was he? Was he T-Bar? Yeah, he was T-Bar in, in uh, Revolution. God, whatever the name of that stupid faction was. 
Before that, he had a glorious run in NXT as Dominic Dijakovic. And the whole world was behind him. They moved into the main roster, fucked everything up. I think this Dijak character is awesome. I think that if he can start a feud with Tony D'Angelo and the boys, I think it's going to be great. Uh, were you guys watching NXT? What do you think? I just caught a little bit of that plot line. I just don't. I just don't. I can't get my head around Tony D'Angelo. Coming I from, love it. Coming from an Italian background, I think the whole mafia thing is fucking played out. <laughs> you know? That's fair. That's so, fair. I have a tendency not to pay that much attention to it. I think he's a character. I think he's funny. I think he's definitely entertaining. But there's other parts of NXT for me I'd rather focus my energy on. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) That's fair. Tammy, anything? I watched zero of it this week. Sorry, I'm not going to win. We'll just speed right along then. Um, Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley had a match with Toxic Attraction. Uh, and and in hindsight, it's so weird and cringy that they were on this show in all of this Mandy Rose stuff. But yeah, they're going to get caught in this in this riptide, this undercurrent of bullshit. And it's a shame because both of those wrestlers are really good. Toxic attraction. Well, I mean, this match was kind of a throwaway anyway. Um, it was really just setting up the six woman triple threat for next week with Caden Carter and Katana Chance, the current NXT tag champs. Um I really think those girls maybe, are good, man. They are. I feel like maybe the original direction was probably to give Toxic Attraction the belts back, but I don't know if they're going to go that route now. Um, probably not. They they no longer have a leader, so we'll see what happens. I'd love to see them go to the main roster and do something else. I'd like to see Caden and Katana kick ass for a little while. They've they've been putting in work for years. Um, yeah, I don't have too much more to say about that, man. Yeah, I mean, I think with this whole NXT, I think we're going to have to see what happens. I think there's going to be a lot of shit that changes within NXT that, that they've got to try to iron out some wrinkles on this one at this point. There's, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts and, and gears spinning right now with NXT. Mm-hmm. All right, so. well, next up, the new day. It's a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> I cannot tell you guys how much I love the New Day and the power of positivity. They've been one of my favorite factions for a very long time running. Um, I love that they're in NXT now. I think their gimmick just fits the branding so well. Uh, and, and really, there's not much left for them on the main roster. They've done everything. Kofi, I think, is is the – I think he has the record now for the most tag team wins uh, between what he's done with New Day and various other tag partners, including CM Punk over the years. This is a great way to get them down there. And they're still young enough and still great enough to elevate so many other teams. Um, but they had this they had this segment with uh, Pretty Deadly, who I actually really dig. I think Pretty Deadly's Pretty kind of Deadly's a great just, thing. Pretty Deadly, Tammy, are the guys that are have the long hair. They look like they're like yeah, rocker, rockers they from, they're from Finland yeah. or something they're like that. They're entertaining, yeah. They wear they like, like fishnet tops. Like and, in their Eurovision uh, contest. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're hilarious. Yeah, they're great. And I, I like the idea that they're going to continue that. But also through that, they're going to bring Briggs and Jensen in, who I'm not a huge fan of. Something about their gimmick is a little cringy to me. I won't get into that too in depth. Um, I also yep. didn't like that it was do the Pledge of Allegiance. That whole thing seemed a little bit ridiculous to me. But it gives a little peace and it stretches out the feud with Pretty Deadly. 
I have a feeling New Day is going to retain. What do you guys think? Well, wasn't Big E in in the in the New Day? Now he's not wrestling. Yeah, right? no, he he's still neck. he's still out of commission. He's, yeah, he's he broke his neck. Yeah, big time. <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? Dropped him on his freaking head. Uh, I can't. Who? Uh, I don't remember his name now. Jesus. Um, it's not on my paper, so I can't say it out loud. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a, a younger, not very experienced wrestler. In, uh, he had a very unfortunate injury. Big E did. So he's he's a part of the New Day, but he's not around right now. So Xavier and uh, and Kofi are just are kicking ass left and right. Um, I'm excited to see this match with Briggs and Jensen. They're good wrestlers. I just I'm not a fan of their gimmick. Um, but I think it's all going to lead back to this pretty deadly thing. Yeah. And that's going to be a fun one. Cause those guys are, they're super, they're, they're kind of like a very dynamic, uh, tag team. That's going to be fun to watch. And those guys, they're all super strong and they've got moves. So it's going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Tammy, any thoughts? Um, I think new day is going to win or retain. Fair enough. That's my vote. Put my vote there. Uh, now I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the women's division seems like it's falling into chaos right now in NXT. It is, and they've got they've got some good wrestlers too. Yeah, well, well, they're all being thrown into like segments together and stuff. Now I don't know what's happening, but we had like this whole chaotic thing. It was Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark continuing their thing. Indy Hartwell, Electra Lopez, Lash Legends, Solruka. There was all this stuff. There was like this huge. Fight backstage. I didn't mm-hmm. understand any I of it. Remember that? Yeah. But it was like it was almost like too much happening. I I, I don't know what it was. I like it though. I like I it. Do it's too. fresh. I like having this you. many people involved and not understanding it. Sol Ruka underrated. Very underrated. True. She is underrated. Keep your eye on that girl. She's something else. And and I've always liked um, uh, Zoe Stark. Man, that girl's tough. I like her. Too. Yeah, I do want to say though, uh, Nikita Lyons. We've talked about her a little bit. I wonder if WWE was a little more comfortable letting Mandy go, knowing that they had the next one ready to ready locked and loaded. Nikita <laughs> Lyons is the next Mandy Rose. Yeah, it seems like it is. <laughs> it seems like they. I mean, it is what it is. I wouldn't be surprised that. if in if in a a couple of weeks or a couple of months down the road, she's the new leader of Toxic Attraction. She might be. She might be. That's maybe why they're creating all this chaos so that it, when it shakes out, it shakes out that way. Yeah, that's a good that's a good deflection for it, for sure. Yep. And speaking of the women's division, we had Ela Dawn set up another match with Alba Fire, which I'm looking forward to. Alba um, Fire's a badass. Alba Fire's crazy. Uh, and then also Lyra Val, Val, Valkyria. I don't know how you say it. She made her debut this week uh, in a match against Amari Miller. Yeah, I got to go check that out. I didn't get a chance to see that. So, And then that brings us to the Mandy Rose-Roxanne Perez match, which I got to be honest, Mandy carried it. She was super professional through the entire thing. She dropped the title, like I said previously, in a very unceremonious way and did it like a fucking pro. And um, Regardless of what anybody's stance is on Mandy Rose being released, you cannot deny the amount of commitment, the amount of work she's put in, and and just overall the amount of improvement and development over the years from when she started with the company 
to now. She went from being basically just another woman on the roster to being the face of a brand for the last year and change. Um, Yeah. And, and like I said, I like Roxanne Perez. I don't know that she's ready to be in that position, but hopefully it works out. I feel like it was a panic move and it was just, let's get the title off Manny and put it on someone. And they went with a young up and comer. Yeah. They'll pull that off for a couple of months. Watch. You'll see. Yeah. I don't even think the run could last that long with all this other talent. Nope. Not going to happen. I mean, she's good. I saw her. I saw her. She does. She didn't get a huge pop when she came out. You know I mean? She's like a mid-level. She's a mid-level, uh, you know, women's wrestler on NXT. I mean, there's, there's yeah. so many more ahead of her that I was uh, very surprised that she got it. Small fish in a big pond right now. She as Roxy, as that gimmick in the other company, she was a big fish. And now she's she's being thrown in the mix with a lot of people. I mean, Mandy Mandy retained that title against so many worthy challengers. Oh yeah. And and the way they did this, it just feels so rushed and like it, it wasn't thought through. I don't know. I I again, I don't agree with anything that happened, so I don't really know how to say anything positive about it. It's not Roxanne Perez's fault though. I know that. No, much. not at all. It's not her fault at all. I mean, they probably had to put her into that situation. Um yeah. I'm hoping that this this sets her up for the future. I mean, she's obviously pretty young, so you know, this, you know, hopefully this pushes her over the edge in some way where she keeps it for a bit, loses it, and then comes back even stronger and gets more crowd pop. That's that's yeah, that's ultimately like what I'd like to see for her. But and I she does she doesn't have a dynamic personality like the rest of them. Like those the other promos girls are gonna need work. Yeah, the promos are gonna need work. Those other girls come out and and they just they've got they just have something, and she just comes out and I almost honestly almost mixed her up with Cora Jade when I saw her. I was like, I mean, like from a distance, I'm like, oh, who's that? Okay, okay, all right, that's not her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yep. it's like, yep. like they blended, they blended together. You know what I mean? In it's like Roxanne that, Perez or Cora Jade or Sky Blue. What are you doing here? Right. What's going yeah. on? I I felt that way because it was like there's no personality. <laughs> I mean, like Zoe Stark, They're very similar. Yeah, she's got a personality, right? She's got a personality just coming out to the ring. You know what I yeah. mean? Nikita Lyons has got a personality just coming out to the ring. Indy Hartwell has a personality just coming out to the ring. You know what I mean? She's got this pop to her. So, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they, they do it right. And she's got a long way to go in this business. So, hopefully we'll see it come through and she, she really um, finds her footing in it. So just yeah. like I'm hope, just like I'm hoping Sky Blue finds her footing because I think she's a technically good wrestler. For she sure, just doesn't she just doesn't have the gimmick yet? Yeah, she's she's got to work on the 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 non in ring parts, right? And you know, and that's just going to take time. Man, that girl's like 23 years old or something like that. It's, yeah, it's we like are talking young. about a lot of young women in these scenarios. Right. A lot I mean, of people who have very little life experience behind them. Right. Not everybody could be 26 years old in MJF. They just can't be. He's, he's, <laughs> seriously. Honestly, he's one in a million. He really oh, is one in a million. Oh, God. Right? Uh, he's one I in believe, a million. I, I believe it's once in a generation is the once in a, Well, then there you go. Because no one could talk shit like him, and he's 26 years old. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's impressive. Fair enough. He's a, he's a yeah. generational talent. Yes. That's it. Generational talent. <laughs> you got it. I fucked it up. Thank you. 
<laughs> well, that was it uh, for NXT, man. Um, Dynamite. So we've got to move on to AEW Dynamite. And Tammy, Rafe, I know you guys watched Dynamite this week, so maybe you don't have to listen to me rant and rave and and only share uh, 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 what I know. You know. Um, what'd you guys think of Dynamite this week? By the way, it's a good show, right? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I liked that show. I thought it was fun. I thought even even Rampage was fun, but we'll get back into that at some point. Mm, I don't know about that, but oh, we'll really? get there in a minute. Um, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, first thing we started Dynamite with the next installment in the Best of Seven. Another fantastic creative. How have we not seen this stuff already with these guys match? Every time they're doing a match, it's new stuff, and my mind explodes every time. Like, I love what it. the? F- where are they coming up with all these ideas and shit? Um, you know, it, it's this this thing with the hammer is great. Now all three members of Death Triangle have used that hammer. Um, we're setting them up as heels, clearly, despite the fact that we love Ray. We love Penta, even though he's certainly more on the heel side to begin with. He is. No. Pac he's is over close. Hero. There's Pac no is nowhere... one better than the bastard. <laughs> Pac is nowhere close to being a babyface. He's definitely the bad influence of the crew, I would say. Um, but this match was fantastic. Uh, Nick Jackson deserves an Oscar. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Oh my god. That goodness. I I legitimately did not know is he really hurt until he came back out and they had to hit the leg with the hammer. Then I was like, okay, it's all, all bullshit. Uh I loved it. I loved it 8000%. I'm super excited because after the match we got the promo from Kenny, which was supposedly an unapproved promo that he cut with no permission, um announcing the fact that they're going to be doing a legal weapons match next, a false count anywhere match after that. And the final in this thing, which is going to be the final, is going to be a ladder match with these six crazy sons of bitches. I love all of this. Any thoughts? Go ahead, Tammy. I took up a lot of space on this. I freaking love it. (laughs) I freaking love it. I love all of them. We all know how I feel about Ray and Death Triangle. And I agree. It is uh, normally this would be like, oh, it's so redundant, you know, because it's seven of them. But nope. Like you said, they are such professionals that they can keep upping it every single week. And what a way to start out. Like that sets a tone. So I love it. And I'm I'm with you. I was worried about Nick too. I was so worried. They had me going, and I love it. It's hard to get one over on me, and I love that they were able to. So that's all I have to say about that. Yes. First of all, yeah, I want to add real quick, Rafe, before you start going. This was the first time I saw a kayfabe injury in AEW that felt legit. Yeah, like I did not know. I could not tell it was bullshit until the very end. Yeah, I was truly concerned, too. I was like, oh, no, dude, not Nick. I mean, that's going to be lame because I'm like, and then I start thinking all this crazy shit like, oh, they're not going to make it to the best of seven. I mean, I mean, the, the, the game seven, game seven. Okay, so for anybody that doesn't follow like seven game series. Okay, in the NHL. Oh, boy, here we go. We got the seven game <laughs> the series. The wrestling podcast, right? Ray. <laughs> Listen, 
Just escucha. I know, man. I know. Go ahead. You got the seven-game series, and when it comes down to the seventh game, it's do or die, and it makes it fucking awesome. If If a team gets swept in four, it's lame. If the games, if they go to seven, that means it's sudden death. Everything matters. It's so important. Everything's on the line. You give it all you got. And the minute he got hurt, I'm like, oh, no, this I hope this isn't real. I hope this isn't real, because if I don't have a a game seven on this or a match seven on this, I'm going to be so disappointed. And I think I might even shed a couple tears. I was like, dude, it's the best. I love the seventh game right down to the end to it, man. It's it's fucking awesome. I mean, what a great way to do this with the belts. I think they did a really good job with these belts, Matt. So I'm pumped. It is very cool. And it gets better every week. It does, man. It's it it's really does get be- better every week. Has to be some of the best shit AEW's done this year. And that Northern Lights like thing was wild. Move. Yeah, yeah. And and Rafe, I definitely agree with what you're saying about the best of seven and all that stuff and how it relates to other sports and everything. You know me, I'm a big sports guy. Go sports. Um, but <laughs> in in this context, it was beautiful. I love, I I didn't know how to feel about this when they first announced they were doing a best of seven. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. But it's been great every week. And I have a feeling it's just going to get better and better until the end. I don't know. Who do you guys think is going to come out on top at the end of this thing? Oh, the the elite's going to win. I think so. Tammy? I think, unfortunately, that's what people are going to freaking do. And I don't agree with that, but... I think that's how it's going to go. Hey, if the death triangle goes down after seven killer matches, that doesn't hurt them in the slightest. Not at all. It makes them Everyone is going to remember this. Everyone's going to remember this series. This is going to go down as one of the greatest feuds in AEW history. Uh, Absolutely. They set it up perfect. They set up the best way for the death triangle to lose the belts if they have to lose the belts. They really did. Yeah. You know, they made they yep. made them legit. They made them, you know, hard asses. They made them, you know, everything possibly that they could be. So I got no problem with it. I it kind of sucks, but hey, I got no problem with it. Well, yeah. let's move on from that. Um the next thing we had was the acclaim. The acclaim. Yo. Listen. Listen. Caster was cutting a fresh rhyme only to be interrupted. Um, <laughs> Slap nut. Slap nuts. I mean, I think I heard an Elon Musk reference. There was something <laughs> else in there too that was really good. I actually, this is one of the ones where I was like, damn, I wish he could have finished it because I feel like it was yes. a good one. But I also I know that he probably only wrote just enough to plan that attack. Um <laughs> The attack I'm talking about, of course, is Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt. Out of nowhere, they're going to feud with the Acclaim now, I guess. I was curious, like, where's the Acclaim go from here? Um, Because I'll scissor all day with these dudes. I love them. Maybe, maybe my favorite, (laughs) maybe my favorite tag team outside of FTR right now in the business. Um, and, And Daddy Ass is playing his part so well. And I still think we're going to eventually get to something with the gun club where daddy ass turns. However, um, I'm in love with all of this. And Jeff Jarrett, 
Uh, I love. You know, Jeff I've Jarrett. had I've had so many decades of loving and then hating and loving and then hating Jeff Jarrett. I hate him so much, but God, I love him so much. Uh, what do you guys think, man? What do you guys think? How's this going to go? I think it's going to be freaking fun. That's all I know. That's the one thing I know for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jeff Jarrett, is, he's, he's my new MJF of, of how much of wrestlers I love. <laughs> he doesn't replace MJF by any sense of the word. Trust me, but he is awesome. His promos are awesome. The confidence that he has in him, you know, you could tell he's been doing it for 75 years in the business <laughs> as a family, which makes as a family, <laughs> which I, I, I just love it, man. It's, it's I so love that Jeff Jarrett shoulders 75 years and he's We've like, been in this in his, business. He's in his late fifties, I think. Uh, yeah. 75 years <laughs> you I mean, he's not wrong he's not wrong and he has he, he has impacted the world of professional wrestling repeatedly over and over again i don't think he gets the credit that he deserves for how much he's he's evolved the business um Dude, i love i it. love the gimmick though i love that the guitar is still around i'm excited to see where it goes um, <laughs> do we have anything else to say about this? No. Yeah, All right. Cool. Let's move on. Let's move on. We had Brian Cage versus Jungle Boy next. <sighs> it was an All okay right. match. I've seen Jungle Boy wrestle a bunch of big dudes. Brian Cage gained nothing from this. Jungle Boy didn't need to beat another big guy. He's already proven that he can go with any man, any size, any time, any place. Um, we're setting up a feud with Big Bill. <laughs> Big Bill, giant William, yeah, large Morrissey, uh, huge penis is what I think we're getting at here, um, and that's fine, you know, whatever. <laughs> Get it in where you can, man. You can't. You can only. You can only pretend for so long. Right. This is exactly where we're going with this. It's cool. I dig it. I like Morrissey, man. I'm so glad because he had a really hard time for a long time. Uh, he's 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 been very upfront about his addiction issues and his problems. His old tag partner Enzo uh, has shown a lot of love for him. People hate Enzo Amore, but at least Enzo is honest. You know what I mean? Um, I'm looking forward to this feud. I think it's going to be cool. Um, what else does does and and Jungle Boy Jack Perry, by the way, has decided now he's no longer going by just Jungle Boy. It is going to be Jungle Jungle Boy Jack Perry because he's ready to embrace his family name and honor his father. Um, I, I'm excited about it. Well, I think we left out a key element here: the handshake between him and Hook at the end. That's the feud. That's not between the two of them, but that's the feud between him and Stokely's crew. So I think that's pretty cool. But who is the partner going to be? Obviously, we've got Hook and Jungle Boy. And I saw online somebody, somebody said a a name for this tag team, Concrete Jungle. And I went, there you go. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's a million dollar tag team. That's a million dollar idea. Yeah. But 
who's going to be their opponent? Is it going to be just Big Bill and a handicap? Because I feel like Big Bill can handle it. Is it going to be Big Bill and Sanjay? No. Is it going to be Big Bill and Lethal? Probably. Probably going to be Not that. Lethal. I'm sorry. Um, Lee Moriarty is who I'm thinking of. Um, oh, Lee. Yeah, it's going to be Lee. Yeah. I can tell you that. Because, you know, he's he's had issues with Hook. So. And I think now that we're bringing back Hook back into the mix, uh, I think that's definitely that's going to be the schedule. That's going to be that's what they want. That's who's winning. Um, it's going to be Hook and 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 Jack Perry going over. Uh, and then the firm is going to keep doing it. Are they still called the firm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird yeah. to me, but whatever. I don't know. You know, I don't have a huge amount to say about this because it wasn't that exciting to me, this match. And I think that what I am glad that something is seeds of a storyline is appearing because I feel like they're in desperate need of it. Both of them, all of them. So um, I hope that they do build it into something interesting and fun and to see what, what could happen. And I think everyone could benefit for that. So that was the best part of it is, is the ideas for the future. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. And now, one quick shout out, real quick. Uh, when Stokely came out with the rest in peace, New Jack, I was like, my man, my <laughs> man, rest in peace, New Jack. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. Yes, that it really is. Very cool. For anybody out there listening or watching, if you don't know who New Jack is already and you, you pretend to be a wrestling fan, uh, I strongly suggest you go at least watch the Dark Side of the Ring episode about New Jack. And please look up some of his matches because my God, what an animal and a machine and a monster and a, and, and a gift to the business. I love wow. New Jack. New Jack might Ooh, be one mind. of New Jack might be one of the one of the pinnacle hardcore deathmatch style wrestlers to have ever lived. True. And his partners yeah. and his partner smoked pencil shavings. <laughs> that's right which partner he had a bunch of them hell <laughs> new jack beat up an old man once for no reason anyway we had a we had a a blackpool combat club segment minus one brian danielson um john moxley basically led this promo it was a like good a, promo it like was a fun sack of potatoes a sack of potatoes it felt good it felt like blackpool combat club to me and it seems like they're gonna just uh, we're moving on from William Regal like he was never there. At, but we're done with that. Um, well, be fine. Minus, minus Brian's opinion. Um, what do you guys think of the segment? Tammy? Ah, uh, okay. All right. Okay. I, thought it was, I, I thought it was cool. Uh, Moxley can can basically carry the entire company on his shoulders. Yeah. It's, it's like it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? And he has. And he has. And he, he multiple saved, times. And he's basically saved AEW this year when CM Punk went went off the reservation there. So shithead. So um and you know they they will be just fine without Regal. I mean it, it was cool to have him in there, but I don't know if how it's it's I think that they can recover from it very well, in other words. And, um, I, you know, the only thing that I have concerns about is the only person that really can do 
a good promo in that group in the Blackpool Combat Club is Moxley. Mm-hmm. I mean, Daniel. You just getting better. You just uh, no, no, disagree. Claudio, uh. Claudio is not very good. And... Claudio's strong suit has never been compelling promos. It's been his right. in-ring work. He's a great professional wrestler. He's not a great talker. But he's and endearing. He's he very is. endearing. I, you know, we got to sit down and talk about this like men. So <laughs> I love that. So <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> but, that's a pretty good Claudio, by the way. Yeah, man, it is. <laughs> so um, but and, and I as long as Brian Danielson's been in the business, promos are not his strong suit. He's had some okay ones. I have not been that impressed with his promos. Um, maybe I haven't seen enough of them. I haven't seen probably the stuff in the past. He's probably done better, but stuff that I've seen, it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's just, I don't think it's as good as Moxley. That's just my, here's what I'll say. Brian Danielson's babyface promos suck. His heel promos when he's actually in heel mode are phenomenal. Um, it's, it's like we were talking about last time we did the show, uh, when he was doing that whole crunchy hippie gimmick, that shit was gold, man. Um, I, I mean, go back and watch it. Watch the condiment fight he had out at the concession stand with uh, whoever it was when he was yelling about consumerism and how Americans are all fat <laughs> and stuff. Go watch that. Okay, it's good stuff. I will send you guys. I'll find it. I'll find it on YouTube and send you guys a link because it's it's so okay. good. Um, I think we can move on from that though. But before we do, I just want to say. Last time, last time we were all together, we were talking about William Regal and is he leaving? Why is he leaving? All that. It's since been confirmed. Obviously, he's going back to WWE. He will not have an on-screen role at least until 2024. He's going to be backstage. He's going to be working with talent. He's going to be doing what he loves, which is coaching. Um, I totally get his move now. I totally understand it. I didn't necessarily get it before because I thought they had some good stuff going. AEW definitely could have benefited from him more than WWE could, but he wants to go work with his son. Yeah. And that's been his biggest thing. He's saying, you know, I have a few years left. I want to be able to work with my son. And that to me, it was like, as a father, say no more, brother. Yeah. Got it. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. And I wish him all the best. And, and it's exactly like I said before, WWE's product is only going to improve with his influence. Uh, as it did with NXT and everything while he was over there for years. So um, I'm going to miss him in AEW, but I'm excited to see what he does over back in the dub. Yep, for sure. Moving on from that, House of Black versus The Factory. Our favorite faction, guys, House of Black. House of Black. Their entrance gets better every week. Their costumes get better every week. The gear is more matchy-matchy. They're all wearing really cool masks now. Julia Hart's a badass. She's no longer a little cheerleader that doesn't belong out there with a bunch of dudes. I'm kind of afraid of her. Uh, and they just dismantled the factory with 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 no thought whatsoever. And Julia now has magical misting power. Yes. I don't know why it was her that got to do it next, but I'm here for it. It Absolutely. gives her something to do. It, get, it makes... It, it she now has a role that makes sense in the group. She yeah. can be the mist. She can be the one that does the dirty work while the guys do their thing. Yep. Um, 
And and while I'm sure she's still training and stuff in the background, I have a feeling as she develops, we've seen recently her wrestling has gotten much better. Her in-ring work has gotten crazy. Um, I love this whole thing. The the House of Black is is literally maybe the greatest faction AEW has ever had or will have. Mm. What do you guys think of the match, though? Tammy. You know what's weird is my, my I don't have any notes on the match. It just says this. It just says, uh, love Julia and House of Black, looking good, but not sure their goals. And that's all I wrote. It's like a mystery. As is everything with the House of Black. Yeah. Rafe, <laughs> what do you got, man? First of all, it's fun. It's great. I'm glad that all that bullshit about Malachi not coming back and doing all this stuff is is in the past and that the House of Black is back. I love Brody. I love Buddy. I love Julia. I always have since day one. I want to know what they're trying to do with this. I think that they're setting up a big feud between them and Death Triangle. That's my thoughts. Um, but what where other trios are going to be involved in this or are we going to see them doing individual stuff or how are they going to work this are they going to put more matches on julia is she going to get involved or she's fucking with the women's division and messing them up i mean that's what i'm really curious to see because that could make or break the house of black as cool as they are and as cool as the promos are if we don't have decent matches it's going to get old you know yeah. what I'd like to see? I'd like to see Julia continuing to do her solo matches and be escorted by the House of Black and have them mm-hmm. be at ringside and have them be the backup and have them be the distraction. Uh, yeah. That's something you don't normally see with a, a valet type character is having sure. the crew back that person up when they're wrestling. Um, so I ima- think that could be fantastic. Yeah, and imagine this. Let's say she decides she wants to wrestle the bunny. And you got the Butcher and the Blade in Bunny's corner, and you got the House of Black in Julia's corner. How fun would that be? That would be totally rad. I would love it. You know what I mean? That'd be cool for me. Right? I'll take it all day. I Stuff agree. like that, you know? I agree. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, man. Butcher and Blade on the outside. House of Black on the outside. Julia and the yeah. Bunny going at it. Listen, you crumbs. Listen, (laughs) you crumbs. Dude, the old school language that Andy Williams does is just killing me, man. I love him. Butcher and Blade are absolute treasures. All right. Any, Any other thoughts on that? Are we moving to the next thing? Nah, man, we're good. So next up, we had Action Andretti versus some jobber, uh, some guy named Chris Jericho. (laughs) <laughs> absolute squash match completely destroyed him um i loved every second of it i love that the crowd was so behind action uh I-, I dug every moment of this what'd you guys think i loved it because it was really truly a shock i was shocked there was just no way i wasn't i was just like there's no way jericho's losing to this dude So that was a really cool thing to do. We talked about it earlier. I'm like, that's a good technique for bringing these people over. And that's an awesome thing to do for the company. And for Jericho to do that for the company, 
I think is totally dope, man. I think that that's that's a good way to put these stars over. He obviously believes in this guy enough to bring him out there on this big match. And I'll tell you what the best part of the whole thing was, was Jericho's fucking tantrum in the back. Absolutely had me in tears. I thought that was the greatest thing ever. (laughs) The tantrum was great because it was like, all right, I'm supposed to be mad. I got to like break stuff and be, and be chaotic but I'm also going to be careful because I don't want to pay for anything that gets broken. Right. Like he was very, he was very careful with his chaos. I dug that. It was controlled. (laughs) Tammy, what'd you think? (laughs) Oh, the whole thing was wow. For the same reason. Like I didn't see it coming at all. I was so confused. I remember when I was trying to make my notes, I was like, who is he wrestling? And like, and Rafe's like, I don't know. Some jobber. And I'm like, but he has to have a name. And like I couldn't, I didn't even know his name for a long time. And then like all that happened. So it's like the I love to be surprised. Thank goodness, because I've been losing hope in AEW lately. It's been boring me to tears in a lot of ways. So this week they're making a slight slight bit comeback at least with these kind of moves. So I loved it. I'm here for it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. And I and yep. I also and I also don't know if they did this on purpose, but when they announced him and put the name band up on the screen, it was and actually it was Jericho. Jericho. It was Jericho. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, it wasn't had even to the guest that, that, that had, had to, to be on purpose. What was throwing me off? That's why I kept. I feel like that was Jericho's name? idea. He was like, "Put my name up." I know, <laughs> dude. It was great. I was like, "There." I hope this is for real. I hope they didn't and just it, make a mistake. It made the angle so much better. Um. Action Andretti, awesome. Reminds me of a cross between like um, Buddy Matthews and uh, like uh, what's it? It's a guy I love, Blake. Blake, help me out, Blake. Shit, I can't remember. Uh, He wrestles in GCW a lot. He's been doing a lot of AEW dark matches this year. Oh, God, I feel like an asshole now because I'm a big fan of his. Anyway, he reminds me of some very talented guys. Rumor has it Jericho saw a dark match that Action Andretti did and went, I can make this guy a star. I want to take him under my wing. I want to put him over. I want to do everything I can. And you know what? Isn't that crazy for a vet to go, oh, here's a young up-and-comer with talent. Let me fucking put them over. Wow. No, it's fantastic. What kind of world would it be if all the vets actually put people over without worrying about themselves? Holy shit. Well, that's because Jericho has stock in the company. (laughs) Imagine all the people. Right? Jericho wants this company to be successful, man. That's gonna he's gonna I guarantee he's got a deal where he's he's got some stock because he's got some type of investment in it. I know he does. He's a smart businessman. Yeah. And so that for him to do something like that and put this younger talent in there for the future, all he's doing is setting up his retirement fund and it's awesome. Right. It's true. Yep. And so why wouldn't you do that? I think everyone should do it. Jericho's 53. He's dude, he's old as I am. He, he ain't gonna be able to do this forever. I mean, he's just not going to be able to, I mean, he may have got a year left year and a half, dude, it hurts. Trust me. Yeah, but he he's got a commentary career ahead. He's got the Jericho Cruz. He's got Fozzie. He's set for life, bro. Absolutely, but still, why not make more if you're invested in a? Put everybody else over on your way out. 
Yeah, I mean, you might as well. Very fun, very cool. Tammy, I heard you singing. Um, yep. You may say a- I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Hope and while one we're talking about join us, and the world will live as one. While we're talking about catchy songs, uh, Ruby Soho is back. Destination with a brand new nose. Yes, she does. And she had a mess. Uh, uh, I almost said she had a mess because it was a mess. She had a match with Ty Mello. Okay. Uh, Listen. Hold on. Hold on. I have things to say. I like Ty Mello. I still like her as a performer, but I just can't stand her character anymore. Her and Sammy both have go away heat to me. Period. I thought Ruby was going to get her come up. It's Anna J came out, spoiled all the fun. And where was Willow? Where was Willow to return the favor to Ruby? Willow, it goes, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. There was no back scratching. Willow should have come out. I want to see the tag match yesterday. Slow. Go ahead, Rafe. Well, you, Tammy, you go first. Give me a comment on this. On this, I don't match. really have much to say about this. I'm still like, I don't know. Something isn't clicking for me and everything for some reason. I don't know. Ruby's comeback should have been bigger, and I don't know. Like there should have been more buildup and promos and some shit talking with each other. I don't feel like there was a really good, I know they've had their stuff in the past, but then there was some like dead, you know, noise for a little while. So I, I would like to have seen it fired up with some promos again and stuff. Get us right. back and, into it. And that's, that's a very good point because I'll be perfectly honest with you. This is the only feud with the women that really is kind of strong if you think about it because number one oh listen to him hear me out first of all ty supposedly broke ruby's wrist right remember when she slammed her wrist in the door right yeah i know you can you can hear it all you want and then i think these are working ty broke her nose this is all this all leads up this is a storyline of her ruby wanting to beat the shit out of her because of all of this stuff in the past, it just so happened it had to have a lot of space in between because she had to have her nose recover. But give me another, give me another storyline for the women's division that's that that's as heated as that one. Tell me right now, which one? Jamie Hader and Tony Storm. Not really, not as much. Britt, Britt and Soraya. Not really. Not much. There's no. There was no broken nose. There was no broken wrist. There's just a bunch of talk. What, what, give me that's that, that, that those aren't legit to me. This Why are you treating us line. like we're in an inquisition right now? That's I'm not, what I I'm, just, know. I'm just, I, I feel like I'm under a firing because, line with this because y'all are disagreeing with me, but this is a story but we don't line have that's to, got it's legs. It's not a duel. But, but, we can but listen to me. Why are you clicking like a chicken? You think I respond to that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a storyline. It's better than the rest of the storylines that anybody has. Can I'm you sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to dig my heels in on that one, man. But nobody's arguing with you. You're, you're allowed to have the, your opinion, bro. Yes. That's the most disagree. beautiful part about our podcast is we can disagree <laughs> and it don't matter. There he goes. Simping again. I'm telling you, it's the only one that's working. 
I can see Rafe now walking behind Maxwell at the airport carrying his bags. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'll be his manager. No, I agree. It is it is a very compelling women's feud in a lack of feuds that are that are interesting in the women's division. Right. That's what I mean. It's like that's the only one. But where was say. Willow though? You guys haven't said anything about that. I know that's a slow burn. You know how Tony Khan is. He he stretches this shit out as far as he can stretch it out, and then he has some. He picks his moment to bring her in. I guarantee. Speaking that of Willow, happening. she was the one and only RJ City's guest on Hey EW today. Uh, I highly recommend everybody go watch that because Willow is a light in this world that I cannot even describe. Um, there is something about that lady that just makes my heart feel warm and fuzzy. And I love Willow so much. Go watch it. Go watch the interview. It's fantastic. Say it again. It's Hey E-O. I no, got it. Hey E-W. Are you serious? Hey you don't watch e Hey E-W? E-W? With our hey? city? Like H-E-Y? Or, like, or hey. H-A-Y? Hey. H-E-Y. H-E-H? Hey E-W. Can you send her a link, please? Holy don't, shit, Rafe. Don't send her a link. Dude, I know. fix this. I will. What's happening? <laughs> it's okay. Well, I'm because I'm intrigued and I want to hear it. I want to hear it. No, this, we're gonna move we're gonna move her, past that really fast because now I'm embarrassed for you. Um <laughs> so let's move to the final match. I am never guys. embarrassed for myself. So I'm glad someone else is. Okay. And you shouldn't be. That's what makes you who you are, <laughs> Tammy. And we love you for it. I have a feeling you're an icon wherever you go. <laughs> All right, moving on. Did you tell him that? <laughs> we talked about it on the podcast, bro. Oh, that's right. It's literally on. on it's, you could go find it right now. Anyhow. <laughs> Ricky Starks versus MJF. Pebble. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love it. Ray, this I... is your boy. I think you should go first. It yes. Was, it was it was a thing of beauty. It was it was perfect. There's That's nothing better than that match. It's it's perfect. There's perfection. How can you comment on perfection? You okay, I have some comments and I'll disagree after you, but uh Tammy, go disagree. ahead. You could disagree, but anything that has MJF on the screen is absolute perfection. No, I love MJF. You're right. But Tammy, what do you think? I, I knew, I knew Rafe MJF. was just going to be like, I love it. It's gold. Um, it I, I, um, I just love this. Starks, I, this was a growth moment for Starks. Uh, like he's, We watched him on a journey to this point, and he really superseded my expectations. He's and had a I roller coaster of a year, huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. He's had a roller coaster of a year. He's yes. had the spotlight so many times and they keep taking it away from him. It's like this push pull start stop thing. I don't understand. But he's handling it. So I, I think like he elevates every single time that happens. So like his promos coming up and his monologuing with MJF. I, it, I, I never, this is what I didn't know I needed, you know? So um, I enjoy, I've been enjoying all of this and, you know, everything was as it should be in this match. And, you know, I think the outcome wasn't a surprise, but the journey there mm. was fun. I don't know about how much of a surprise it was. Well, that's they just put the strap on Max. No, 
No, no, no she said it wasn't a surprise. Oh, okay. She said it wasn't a surprise. Yeah, it and wasn't Rafe, a surprise. I just like the journey there. Rafe, you I, called this you called this the last time we talked, and I, I did not have all my information in line. Had I known that this was going to be a winner-take-all match, I would have said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Max is keeping the ring and the title, for sure. I thought it was going to be a separate thing. I was not aware that Max had the opportunity to fight him. That was me being ignorant because this was the first time that there was a new challenger for the ring and that Max would have to defend it. Mm -hmm. So I love this whole thing. I loved it. I loved it so much. Ricky is the man. Ricky Starks has proven time and time again this year. He is a emmer effing star he is he's bottom great. line his promos were incredible the one thing i will take issue with is when mjf said i made you he did not make ricky starks ricky starks <laughs> has been hustling to make himself week after week month after month injury after injury i once i found out what the stipulations were i knew max was gonna win but that doesn't mean that i was like oh yeah, ain't nobody you know, like beating. like Ricky. Ricky deserves better, I think. Oh no, I that, really, I really do. That's gonna make him better. This is putting Ricky over the top, man. Everybody, I, I do think. About it. I do think he looked like a million bucks in this because MJF had to pull all the stops to to get yeah. the win in this. He cheated left and right. He did everything he could. It was amazing. But the but the big talking point for me here is. Uh, after Max won the match and was on his way out, Brian Danielson came back, and he exactly. seems upset. He seems a little angry. He's uh, very angry. I, he's mad that his adopted father got hit. I know. I love it. It's great. He chased Just... little coward Max all the way out of the he, – uh, hell, he damn near ran out of the arena down the street. But he stopped no, just enough to show his little cheap-ass Burberry title. Is that is that being a coward or being smart about things? He's a coward. I think it's being smart. You run from <laughs> you run from somebody that's close to your weight that you think you can beat, you're a coward. But that's typical heel behavior and I like it. That's what I like about Max. If it's the character, it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. All right. You're going to have to give that guy some prize money if you want him to fight Daniels. Like that, that, that's it. Yeah, that's perfect. That was it's it for fun. Dynamite, man. It was a good show. It was a good, good show. Mm-hmm. It was. So, it was a good show. Moving on, we're we're dragging ass here. I'm sorry, folks. Um, did you guys catch Impact this week? No, I do. The only thing that I caught on Impact was that we're coming down between Jordan Grace and Mickey James. And that this is this next pay-per-view that they're going to do is the careers on the line. And, yeah. and winner, like she either wins the title or um, she hangs up her career, Mickey James. But does. it basically has been right. Like Mickey James has been putting it's the been career for down for the last few matches. Um, there's a lot of moving parts right now in impact. There's a lot of roster changes. There's a lot of people leaving and a lot of new signees. So right. And the stuff I, I saw on highlights is just it, it feels like they're just they're kind of biding their time and pushing are. the momentum into 2023 so that they can sort of start Get the new on. year in an explosive way uh, right. and kind of let let things settle 
before they yeah. really start pushing new stuff. I think so, because now they're starting to gear up with Giselle and um, Deanna Perrazzo. So that's yep. kind of like a tag team that they're trying to go after. And I um, think Deanna's on her way out, too. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, I mean, there's too many changes right now. So we're going to have to sit on impact for a bit and see what happens. Well, that brings me to SmackDown, guys. Did I, you I, watch I, SmackDown? I, and you know, and I haven't had a chance to check the highlights, so I don't have much to say about this at all. I didn't get a chance to really check it out. So, Tammy, yeah. I hate I hate to assume, but yeah, okay. You so you didn't watch it either. All yeah. right, well, I'll run. I'll run down. I'll run down what I what I thought was uh, impactful. Okay. Okay. Um, we had a women's tag title match: Damage Control versus Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox, which seemed a little weird. They're kind of thrown together tag team. The match was very chaotic, uh, and at one point we had. Bailey interfering, and then we had interference from a mystery woman in a black hoodie, and everybody was like, well, who's that? Who's that? I heard some people saying, oh, it's Mandy Rose. She's actually going to the main roster. I heard some people saying, oh, it's this person. Oh, it's that person. Oh, it's The Rock's daughter. Uh, And I even saw somebody go, was that CM Punk? Um, (laughs) Which, that was my favorite. Um, It turned out to be Xia Lee. Uh... Okay, cool. I guess I don't know where she fits into this thing. I don't know what we're trying to do here. Maybe we're starting up a faction with with Zaya and and uh, I don't know. I don't, maybe maybe Zaya is gonna the the way I saw it is she, maybe she's gonna join Damage Control. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. So obviously you guys didn't see it, so you don't have much opinion on that. The next thing we had was the LA Knight Bray Wyatt segment we talked about earlier, where mm-hmm. Uncle Howdy came out. I've already said mm-hmm. enough about that, so I won't drag on it. Um, I just want to say again, I'm really into this Bray Wyatt thing. It was my favorite thing in uh, late 2020, and it's my favorite thing now. I, Bray Wyatt can do no wrong in my eyes, and I can't wait to see what he does next. Nice. Uh, we had a match between Gunther and Ricochet. This was uh, for the God. Which title was that? I don't even know what title Gunther has right now. But the, the international title. It's the international one. It's whatever. Is the, that what it's called though? It's like the European like title, maybe the ah, yeah, whatever. Um, but he retained clearly. I mean, it's Gunther, aka Walter. I think Gunther's a stupid name. That was a that was a big mistake to change his name. Um, and then we had this weird shit where Imperium came out and they stopped the beatdown by bringing out Braun Strowman to help Ricochet. I I don't know what the hell is that. Like, they have no relationship. They have no business being together. Ricochet could definitely handle his own shit. They should have brought out his friends to end this thing. Whatever. I just, we can move right on from that. Hit Row versus Legado Del Fantasma. This match has caused a lot of buzz online. Um, there was some not so great spots in this match, uh, particularly on the part of one top Dalla. Um, I will stand behind what I said when Triple H brought back this faction. Without Swerve, it is not the same. Mm. Hit Row was as good and as great and as popular as they were because Swerve made the group. Um, I have no problem with Top Dollar. I can't wrestle. I can't pull off these moves. People make mistakes. It happens in the ring. I'm not going to judge him for that. 
Um, it just, uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? People are talking mm-hmm. a lot of shit about him. I don't think it's fair. Um, but I wanted to see more, especially with bringing Legato on back on TV again. Um, I don't know where we're going from here with that. And and on a side note, that's the Intercontinental Championship with Ricochet and Gunther. Yes, Gunther thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, that was the Intercontinental title. That's right. The IC title for mm-hmm. you, uh, you, you hardcore wrestling fans. Um, and then we moved on to uh, a segment backstage. Raquel Gonzalez, or is it Rodriguez? Which one is she now? It's Rodriguez. It's Rodriguez. Okay. Uh, she got beat up by Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. So, okay. Um, Ronda <laughs> has recently said in a couple things that she's kind of feels like she's run her course as a solo talent. and She would like to do some tag team wrestling, and I think it would help elevate Shayna. So I'm all for that. I just don't know why we're picking on Raquel for this. Um, yeah, it cool. was cool, but it was also like, mm, why bother? At Raquel Rodriguez. Yes. I'll turn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we moved on to a segment with the Bloodline. Yeah. Sammy Zayn. Potentially one of the greatest things WWE has done in a very long time. Um, they're talking about KO. They're questioning Sami Zayn in a weird sort of backhanded way. Uh, We set up this kind of who's going to be this mystery partner for Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. And it turns out, I'll be damned, it's somebody, I, I just, I couldn't see who it was. Is it John Cena? <laughs> I don't know if it was. I it, 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 There was just an invisible guy there talking. Is that right? Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, because you can't see him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So this might be lost on my friends here, but for those of you out there, you got the joke, I think. You can't see me. Uh, wow. That went over like a fucking bucket of grapes. Um <laughs> Fart in church. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, I'm excited about this. John Cena is going to get a match in in 2022. Kevin Owens needed a partner. I think we're going to see the Sami Zayn turn soon. But boy, if I don't love Sammy Uso. <laughs> I do too. It's going to be sad when he turns. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's a shame to ruin it, but. We have to evolve. We have to move on. We have to escalate storylines, right? Right. But I really just, the only thing I missed from this segment was the (laughs) I missed the John Cena run-in with the never give up towel and the salute and all the bullshit Cena normally does. I don't don't know why they did this as a video thing. I'm assuming Cena's busy because, you know, he's super Hollywood now. Whatever. Um, Very Hollywood. I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm looking forward to it. Any other thoughts, guys, on uh, no. SmackDown? No, no, not at all. So, am I? Is it safe to assume you guys watched Rampage? It is safe yep. to assume this. All right, Rafe, why don't you take Rampage away then, man? Sure. John Moxley versus Sammy. 
they are trying so hard to say, feel like they're saving Sammy's career. And I think that the fans have turned on him so hard. It doesn't matter what he does. He's never going to be um, liked by the fans, either as a heel or as a face, because even if he's trying to be a heel, he doesn't seem like he's going over as a heel. I just think people don't like him at all. And it's kind of a shame because he's really good at what he does. It's it's exactly what I said is it's go away heat. It's no longer heel heat. It's no longer cheap heat. It is go away, get off my TV heat. Nobody wants to see Sammy anymore. And it's a shame. You're right. He's very talented, but he's a fuck up man. And he caused too much drama behind the scenes. And they just. You can't say anything else about it. No, the fans turned on him. Tammy, anything on that? Um, I thought it was, uh, I don't know. I guess uh, I thought that like the whole uh, Garcia mentor with Sammy Guevara, if they did that storyline is interesting, but there is that added elements and pressures of what you all just spoke of. So mm. if that wasn't there, it could be interesting. I think um, that I thought, you know, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with all this. I don't have the hate everyone has for Sammy. I think it's a shame as well. I but I also don't work there. I also don't have to deal with whatever goes on that I'm unaware of. So, um, but all that aside, that could have been an interesting storyline involving Garcia for once. It could have been. It could have been. What I was going to say, actually, Tammy, is uh, you were a big supporter of Sammy for a long time. Yes, um, I still am. Okay. Like I I'm not bothered by all the the um his personal relationships which is what got him here. Yeah. But what about the bullshit with all the fighting and stuff? That doesn't that doesn't bother I don't you know even a little about bit. It. I just hear about somebody he got a pie thrown in his face by Kingston which is hilarious. I hope that really happened. I don't know. I haven't heard I don't know. So that's why I'm saying I don't have to work with him. I watch what the product is and he has never let down there. And I think that's what happens is um, we get to know too much behind the scenes. It's like, don't meet your heroes kind of situation because they're always assholes. They always are. Um, So it's better not to know. And we're getting into a part of the world where uh, there's so much transparency now that when people are, are in entertainment, we know too much about their personal lives. And we mash it all together and make all these judgments. But sometimes I think art should be art unless that person is like raping people, murdering people and stuff like that. If they're just like a jerk and they have interpersonal problems, I don't care because I don't work there. Let those people worry about that. If they have their issues, they deal with it how they deal with it. But on the outside, as a consumer... I don't care. The art needs to be the art. Do you know how many people and actors and stuff now I know problematic things about? But it doesn't take away the fact that they're good at their jobs and that they did some badass fucking movies. Fair. You know, like we are, we're getting to a point where everything and everyone's going to be problematic. So what are we going to do? Never enter- enjoy any entertainment? Even Disney's problematic people. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So that's it. All right, well, um, after the match, after the, <laughs> you match, asked. after the match, Hangman came out uh, to confront Mox again. What do you guys think about that? Uh, 
I think they. <laughs> I knew it. I, it's hard to talk about any of this. You know, I just think they should let Box take his vacation, man. He wanted to go fishing. Let the dude go fishing. You know what I mean? It's cool and all. I know you want to get Hangman back involved, but there's so many other people that they could get him involved in. They don't to be need fair, to though, after that promo on Wednesday with Hangman talking about how he looked at his kid and couldn't couldn't remember his name. Oh, yeah. That was so... It was a tearjerker. I, I, oh, God. It just... I, I wanted I wanted to I wanted to hold him. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to grab Hangman and hug him. Um but then he comes out and he wants to fight. So I guess we're not done with Moxley and Hangman yet. No. So I we'll did. I, I thought it was super entertaining. I loved that okay. when uh the, the the poor security getting the buckshot and all that. I thought the <laughs> drama was a lot of fun. I that like was, was thoroughly shit. entertained. I'll go for it all the time. Cool. And then we get into Britt Baker and Sky Blue for some reason. For some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think they're trying to push her. And I I, I think that, you know, my opinion on this is they're trying to get her over a little bit, Sky Blue, because she's actually technically a good wrestler. She's okay performance-wise, but uh, good God, she needs to learn how to cut a promo. She Uh. does. She does need that. that shit killed me with the. <laughs> yeah. What was she looking at? I, I have no Are idea. Are they giving her cue cards? I don't know Are what they? they're doing. She was. She was all over the place. Um, but Britt she, was I a think... boss in that one, though. Britt was a boss. Yeah, she was. I think if she could get a personality, I think if she could get a gimmick, she's going to be good. But Well, well Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez stole it. So Yeah, they kind of did. Tammy? Yawn. Okay. Where? Uh, there you go. And then, you know, the Sheeta, Jamie Hader thing. Okay. Let's hope Jamie takes all the other belts that Sheeta has. That would be kind of cool. But, you know. That's not going to happen. I'm not that that's thrilled not about happen. it. That's, that's not what's on the line. Yeah, it's, I know. It's just the AEW belt. Which is kind of lame. So I'm not really that excited about that. But this is this is the problems that we have here. Yeah, she just getting stomped, bro. She's getting stomped, and She's we can move on. Hater for life. I am a yeah. hater for life. That's what I've decided. Is that right? Well, of course. I've decided now that her fans should just be called haters. Haters, the hater fan, the haters. I'm telling you, we're just the haters. Hater for life. Yep. Hater for life. There you go, baby. And I hope she has a long reign of defending this title, and they make it more interesting. So it's going to be cool. I think you mean a reign of terror. A reign of terror. Let's hope. Let's hope. So then we get to Wardlow, who squashed, I guess that guy's name is Exodus Prime. All right. And then Samoa Joe isn't finished with him yet, which, you know, I thought Samoa Joe's uh, promo was pretty good. He got all pissed off and was screaming. That was great. It was a good promo. What did you think, Tammy? Uh, About the whole Wardlow thing? Yeah. Uh, Squatch match. Okay, whatever. Yon, yon, yon. Always good to see you, though. And um, uh, hold on a minute ago, you were drooling about Wardlow with his. his... (laughs) Exactly. That's why it's always good to see you, part. And um, (laughs) I mean, he's all right. Um, And and the whole Samoa Joe thing, it'll be pretty interesting. He's all right. 
I want to say this about Samoa Joe. I love that his promos always involve a lot of spit. They do. Like he's just he just screams and yells and there's spit everywhere. He doesn't try to be careful. He doesn't wipe sweat or saliva from his face. Samoa Joe is a real animal. He leans into it, man. He does. And it's it's great. It's part of who he is. Yep. So, yeah, we're obviously setting that up for the title. We'll see how that works out. Then we get it to the eight-man best friends tag team with Dan Owls and Dustin Rhodes, Butcher and the Blade, Kip Sabian, and Trent Seven. There were so many people in this ring, it was hard to even understand it. But I will say this. I always love Dustin. He's great. His moves are awesome. Kip Sabian is winning me over every time I see him wrestle. So that's all I have to say about that. What would you guys think of Trent Seven? He was pretty cool, man. But yeah, he is. Tammy, What's your thoughts, Tammy? Well, I think he needs some pants. <laughs> That's the first thing. Um, otherwise, I'll say as a whole, these this was a fun... <laughs> he needs some pants. Yes. <laughs> not those <laughs> not those bikini briefs he's been rocking, huh? <laughs> no, it looks more like a, a fancy depend. Oh. Um, and I don't think that's doing him any good service. So otherwise, all over, this was a very fun group. <laughs> I enjoyed all the mischief. What? Hey, you asked the question, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> He needs something. <laughs> oh shit! Ooh. Oh, that was rough. Oh. oh god, I gotta recover from that. Hold on, that hurts a little. <laughs> so, I think we mentioned it briefly last week. Um, 2023 is apparently Dustin's last year in the ring. Yeah, which is sad for me, and also like he so deserves to finally get a break. Um, one of the greatest to ever do it, the son of the legendary Dusty Rhodes. Aww. <laughs> uh, and while his brother may be gone, Dustin is a trainer. He carries the banner for the family in AEW. Um, he has contributed so much to the business. I'm so happy to see him on TV, even if it's only once in a while. Oh, yeah. Danhausen is a gem. Always. Best friends rule. I know Tammy hates the hug gimmick, but I think it's awesome. Uh, and Butcher and Blade, I like everything we, else, though. <laughs> Butcher and Blade, we've talked about tons of times. We love them. I love the bit with the bunny and Penelope and the fake nut shots and all that. Yeah. I got ejected. Beautiful. That love was it. so awesome. fucking funny. Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Whoever came up with that spot. Perfect. I've never seen it before. It's funny. I've never seen it before where women get in the ring and there's fake nut shots. Um, I like Trent Seven. I think he's cool, man. Um, I think he's got a career ahead of him if if he can if he can stick around. If he changes his pants, he'll be good to go. All right. I've seen worse. And that wraps it up for that one. So what do we got going now? Our year in review, right? Guys, I hate to say it, 
because time flies when you're having fun. But uh, we've been doing this shit for a whole year, you guys. Wow. wow. 12 months of the Murder Theater Podcast. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Before I say anything else, I want to thank you guys for joining me and being a part of this journey we've all been on together. I've had so much fun. This has been an absolute blast of a year. Every time we do this, I uh it's 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 the best day every week. Every time we have the opportunity. Um Tammy Rafe, look at how far you've come in 2022. Rafe, I know you were a fan of wrestling when you were younger and stuff, but but recently getting back into it, late 2021, Tammy, you just starting as a fan yep. in 2021, where we started the year and where we started the podcast and how we got to where we are now at the end of 2022 going into 2023. What, do you, what, what, what are your thoughts on your fanness, your fandom? I'm not sure what to call it. Um your opinions about the business, what's changed, what's been good, what's been bad. I want to hear all of it. Go ahead, Tammy. Well, and happy anniversary. All, I love you guys. Yes, love you, love you too. This brother. has been a, the best thing to have such a fun thing to do with two people that I love dearly. So if for anything else, if for no other reason, doing it just for that is quite fulfilling. And, you know, it's a good just time to be silly and have fun. And as far as wrestling goes, I don't know how much I've changed. I really don't have perspective on myself sometimes. So I don't know. But sometimes I feel like I know more and sometimes I don't. But I, one thing I know for sure is whatever amount I think I know or don't is that there's so much more to uh, widen my education and my experiences with this uh, entertaining art form. So uh, I think that sometimes I wonder if I'm more judgy than I was in the beginning. Um, and I hope to try to keep the child's mind likeness of it, to be open to this amazing uh, performance art everywhere I go. Because I have found during over the course of this time that I don't prefer the big, fancy bright light stadium type things. I discovered I really like to be in small areas with people that are doing it that might not even be getting paid to do it. And that is so exciting for me to see people put themselves out there in the world and take that risk to connect with their passion. So I think that's where I've discovered that the the directions I will more likely go than not as far as when I'm adding on to my wrestling experiences she's hardcore man i mean she will go I, to the deepest of the underground of wrestling here hey that's <laughs> the best way to be a wrestling fan go to the <laughs> bottom and go up from there uh tammy i will say as someone who's been observing you and, and your fandom over the last year we started this podcast as basically we were just going to talk about aew we were going to talk about all elite uh, because that was your first exposure and, and what yes. really got you into liking wrestling. Um, and you had reasons for that. You had certain wrestlers that, that intrigued you and all of that. Um, and now you're, you're, you're finding this new route of these independent promotions and smaller companies and all this stuff and unique wrestlers and people who don't necessarily signify 
the typical professional wrestler. And I think that's fantastic. Um, I am so excited to have seen the transitions so far. And I can't wait to see where you go in the future with your fandom. I think it's really cool. I'm excited that that somebody in my family uh, has become a fan of professional wrestling, which I've been pushing for years and everybody laughed at. Uh, I think it's dope. I'm super happy to have you here. And um, and Rafe, uh, I gotta ask, man, how do you think? How do you think? You know, as a with your experience as a as a kid who was into wrestling and stuff, and you took so many years away, how do you think? you've changed from the start of this year to now? Well, I'll I'll tell you this. I have really gotten into the technical art form of this business. And what I really, what I've really kind of focused on it and really started paying attention to, and really, really, really appreciated was the technical element of this sport. And just how you can make a match either bad by your technical work in the ring or absolutely excellent. And being able to kind of like check that out and, and then see the storylines and the characters and what characters work and what characters don't. That's really like kind of up to my appreciation for wrestling period to the point where it's like, Okay, it was just wrestling. Okay, I liked the characters when I was a kid. You know, I was entertained by the characters. Like one of my favorite ones when I was a kid was George the Animal Steel. Well, obviously he's a he's a total character. Got a green tongue, bald, hairy. It was great. But now the way that I watch wrestling is I look at it in a technical manner, kind of like I look at you know musical bands and and how they play, and you know what how they put things together, how they create songs. It's like how these guys create matches, I think feels like a really great art form. And it's really gotten me excited to see the really good matches and the smoothness of these moves without actually killing each other. And, you know, and so that's, what's really kind of pushed me up over the, over the top, as far as like becoming, getting more of a fan and getting more into it just because of that really alone. So, um, yeah, man. And it's, it, this has been a fun journey. It's great that my, my wife actually talked me into doing this. Tammy was just like, she's like, she's like, I mean, it just came out of the blue. She's like, Hey man, we're going to watch, watch wrestling now. She goes, she goes, we're going to watch wrestling. I said, what the fuck? Are you, I mean, you don't even, you don't even look at sports. I mean, it's like, I sit there and I watched, I watched the NFL. I watched the world cup today. I watched any NHL game there's possible. I mean, I, I mean, I like sports. And then, then she's like, she hated this shit. And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to watch some wrestling. I go fucking wrestling. She's like, yeah, there's this new thing. It's like, a, you know, it's like WWE, but it's AEW, and we're going to watch some wrestling. And the next thing you know, like fuck a couple weeks later, I'm at a show and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, what the hell? And it was just like, it was kind of like this thing that just kind of like zoomed in on me to like, here, my wife is into it. Oh, cool. This is really cool. And it's great that I get to share that with her because it's awesome, you know? And it's great that I get to share it with you too, because, you know, we were in yeah. a band together in, in a long time Several ago. Several bands. And it was fun being in a band with you. So it's like, it's great to have this connection again and, and do all this stuff. And it, it really, it really makes me very happy every time I get to do it. And every time I get to watch wrestling too. So it makes me happy to think about all the things that are going to come together once it's over. And we all get together and talk about it. So. And again, outside perspective, looking at you, Rave, 
watching you go from, oh, my wife is suddenly into wrestling yeah. to now you're the one who's doing all the texting. You're the <laughs> one following the news. You're the yes. one looking at the rumors. You're the one showing us the Instagrams. You are the one of the two of you that is the most into the ship. It's beautiful to me. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I I appreciate the fact that you and I get to have this kind of thing that we all share now, just like with Tammy. Uh, as you said, you and I have had our own bonds over the years with music and everything else. And I am thrilled that I finally get to have something different with you um, mm. in the form of professional wrestling, which is great because for the longest time, again, like I said, I felt like I was so alone as a wrestling fan. And now one of the, one of the people I've considered like a brother to me is now so into the business and so into the stuff. And I have somebody to go to when I, I just want to say shit. It's, yeah. it's so fun to have this connection with you guys. Yeah. Um, and where we started again at the beginning when it was just about all elite wrestling. And now you're both getting into all kinds of crazy stuff. You guys, Tammy, you introduced me to enjoy wrestling. Uh, Rafe, cool. you've gotten into death matches and hardcore stuff and and been watching weird, obscure shit and going back and watching old stuff and all these things. Uh, just the progression between when we started this podcast to now. Watching you guys go from... Rafe, granted, you were a fan years ago, but that doesn't count. Going from a new fan to now where you're like, on top of shit and paying attention to everything it's a beautiful thing to me i'm so glad that that you guys caught the bug uh i can't tell you how much it's meant to me to have this connection with you guys and to spend this amount of time with you guys and to share this with whoever's watching and listening and all that stuff for those of you out there that don't know um this is my family and uh family doesn't always get to connect on this kind of level so for me, this is super special. And I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for spending this time and taking the effort and putting in the work to do this thing with me. It means a lot. Um, All right, you. dude. Well, we love you, dude. And it's fun. I love it. it. And we wouldn't have been able to do it without you, Chris, because you know the most and you taught us so yeah. much and you told us what matches to go look for. So thank you. <laughs> You're like the mox. You're like the Moxley of our company. You're kind of carrying it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know that I would agree with that, man. But I'm having so much fun with you guys, yeah. and I'm really looking forward to 2023. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. We're we're starting the social media game. We're getting things rolling. Things are moving. Things are evolving. I'm excited for the future. I hope you guys are having just as much fun as I am because this Absolutely. is literally like this is one of the lifelines that I have in my world. So Same. to have it to have it with you guys is dope, man. Yeah. I I, I can't say anymore without crying. So oh, thank dude. you. It's awesome, dude. It's awesome, man. And it, it's it, it's great. And another thing about it is for me, it's great to to kind of like rekindle that this this desire for this stuff. Cause I mean, it's just yeah. like like when I was a kid, it was it was so cool, you know, and then you know. Um, I guess I got hardened through the years about it and was like, oh, this is lame. And then I had a really, really one of my best friends in college loved wrestling a lot, too. He kind of revived it a little bit for me. We used to actually go to the video game place and play the WWE video thing. And so or WWF at that time. And um, 
so to get back into it and and to follow all these characters and to really have that new option of of AEW um and to see that style of wrestling because I I've always when I was a little kid I was always into the luchadors like real yeah. little kid I'm talking like 8 yeah. or 9 years old I was into the luchadors so when I came back and into wrestling and saw the lucha brothers I was like Oh my God, this is fucking awesome. It's like Mills Mascara. I used to have a poster of Mills Mascara on my wall when I was eight years old, eight, awesome. nine years old, a big picture of him standing there with the mask and everything. And I even made a mask for myself as a kid. My mother helped me make a mask, a Mills Mascara's mask that I used to wear around the house. <laughs> then I was a fucking wrestler. Yeah, it's the truth. So to get back into this, it's like, it's really, really fucking cool. It's really exciting. Right. So. Uh, and, and then the luchadors, man, I just love the luchadors. So it's, it's really super cool to have that happen. So I'm so glad I'm back into it because I, I really enjoy it. So for sure. All right. Well, year in review. <laughs> Go man, for it. Tim. 2022. So besides our fandom, uh, 2022 has been a wild year in the business. Um, I think AEW is kind of, developed every year since they started it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger i think impact has had its ups and downs but i think they're sort of on an uprise through this year um i think a lot has happened in the business but let's talk about some of our favorite stuff from this year sure go you want to go first tammy so this is weird for me because my my favorites this year are also my first year (laughs) (laughs) and you know there's still so much to develop and learn and one thing I learned through all of this is your opinion can change under one match so it's really hard to like choose at the drop of a dime yes so um I like that because I'm such an absolutist in certain ways I like to have that wildness of maybe I'll like them maybe I won't I don't know so um of course, since it's my first year, we all know who my favorite wrestler is, no matter what. It's Ray Phoenix. I own the figure. Okay. It's the only one I own. Um, no, I think I, I was wondering. Maybe I was I'm wondering sure. if that's what you were going to say. Yeah. But um, so, you know, just because I feel like there's a certain vibe I, and I love his, I love all of Death Triangle. And I just feel like there's a certain vibe. I love if you go look at them, they have the um, they have their own uh, store and they have their own club and they have this whole thing with the vintage Lucha movies that they show. They're freaking cool. They have a, a really inspiring backstory. And I feel like they always come like at a total height of entertainment. Like they never take it for granted. And mm-hmm. they're so smooth at what they do. And they do these things that come across magical. So um, even though there's so many good wrestlers right now, it's still going to be Ray Phoenix. And then. Well, hold on, the, hold my, on. Before we move on from there. Rafe. Yeah. Favorite wrestler of 2022. Y'all can guess. <laughs> we could. Hmm. I mean, Is it we, start we with both, an M and end with a F? Both Tammy and I <laughs> have our assumptions, but let's clarify for anyone out there who hasn't paid attention before. All right. It's MJF. 
It's been since the minute that man walked on the onto the set. I mean, I think like one of the first AEWs we saw, he sat down with Jericho and did the contract with whatever contract he what was going on. And I was like, that's it, dude. This guy is the shit. I was just like, this is great. Now, if you want to talk about new wrestlers that have come no. into my nope. Nope. Not yet. I'm coming right. back favorite to wrestler me. of 2022. Favorite, favorite yep. wrestler of 2022 is MJF with all his fucking shenanigans and the shit he pulls, man. It's just he set everything up perfectly. I mean, fair enough. Perfectly. I have a perfectly. suggested category, though. I think well, hold on. I, hold on. Before we move on. on. Go ahead, Chris. You got to say. My favorite wrestler. Of I'm really excited to hear this. I need a drum roll for this. No, we don't. I am basing this on technicality, work, ability, natural talent. Brian Danielson. I agree. My favorite professional wrestler of 2022. He's had a tremendous year. Um, I think the leash being off of him when he left WWE uh, has given him the ability to not worry about being a gimmick and being a character and all of that, he just gets to be a badass wrestler. Think about how many matches he had this year. Adam Page, uh, all the stuff he did, the 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 fucking super long draw matches, the constant uh, kick in the face to all the newbies, all these things, the stuff with Blackpool Combat Club, the stuff with William Regal. Brian Danielson is at his peak and potentially on his way out. And I think maybe this was his best year in the business. Definitely my favorite wrestler of 2022. Cool. Makes sense. He's great. Absolutely great. All right. What's next? The storyline? Favorite storyline of 22? Yeah. What was it? What? (laughs) This one's interesting. Favorite storyline of 2022. Rafe? Mine's going to be quick. Y'all know what it is. Well, go ahead. It's the MJF storyline. Everything Which he's one? done this year. All of them. I mean, every single one he's done. And the You comeback... got to be more specific than that. What was the All best right. what was the best program MJF was in this year for you? The best program he was in with this year was when he got when he got suspended for a couple of months with Tony Khan and he had called everybody a mark and he asked everyone to fire him. That was fucking brilliance. Unprecedented brilliance, complete uniqueness, never been done, never will be done again. I agree. Right. That's fantastic. And literally wiped him from the face of the earth on AEW. (laughs) Nobody knew what was going on. It was dark. There was nothing happening. And it was like they wiped his merch off of the off of the website. You heard shit from him. And then I think it's safe to say that was the biggest work of the year as well. Yeah. And I mean, I just think that that was the best storyline when he dropped off a of TV for what, three, two, three months. And then he comes back and makes this comeback and becomes the champion within 2022. That's despite uh, all the shit that happened in between as well. Despite it, it, it I thought it was, per- I thought it was perfect. Tammy. I agree completely, 1,000%, but I have a little bit of a twist on which... No, 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 no. Fuck all that. 
I want your favorite storyline of 2020. Yeah, yours, Tammy. Well, I like the one with MJF and Wardlow because it turned Wardlow into who he is now and gave him the opportunity to like break out and be the big star he is. But um, okay. the whole, you know, they did all the trials. And- I'm in the room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're actually not, though. <laughs> you're down the hall. <laughs> I so did not expect that. I, well, I I had like five other scenarios I thought you might pick for best storyline of the year. I'm so excited that you guys both have something to do with MJF. <laughs> My second runner-up would have been the acclaimed Daddy Ash shit. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. The, you know what? The MJF Wardlow storyline was epic. I just, I felt like it dragged on too long. It took too long to get there. I it started out that way but I like the way it ended and the other thing is like with the opposite with the one with the monologue was so good about the mark but him being gone so long I didn't like gotcha well what what about you Chris I'm gonna I'm gonna switch companies on you guys man um I'm all about the bloodline this year that was really good man. Roman Reigns the Usos everything they've done this year in WWE and by everything they've done, I mean carried the entire company. Yeah. Um, and and the stuff with Sami Zayn, there is just there's there's nothing more compelling to me than what they've been doing over there. So, yeah, there's not much else to say about that. Um, let's move on to Tammy. What was your favorite tag team of 2022? You know what? That was a tough one, but I'm gonna go with the Young Bucks. I gotta say these were all tough ones, but I I yeah. felt like maybe Young Bucks might be your pick. You and got it. If you were is, betting money, is, you would have won some. I think that's a super fair, accurate statement, Rafe. What about you, man? Okay. Now, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put an asterisk on this. It's getting I interesting. Have, I have deep love for the Young Bucks. Deep love for the Young Bucks, but for they were life. For life, but they were not my favorite tag team this year. My favorite tag team, and there's a reason that they were my favorite tag team, is the Acclaimed. And the reason that the Acclaimed is my favorite tag team is because of what? How, how they developed and came through. That's what I love the most about the Acclaimed, because they were they were two kids that you would never expect in a, I wouldn't have expected when I saw them for the first time ever expected in a million years that they would be anything but just a little gimmick, a gimmick tag team, to be perfectly honest with you. I figured they had their little gimmick. That's cool. They weren't really going to be champs because they were very young and then they were almost canceled because of, you know, casters rap a few times and, they were just this little these this not so popular group of of guys that just became superstars over the year and i thought that that was fantastic because i I shit all over them for several months yeah i i get it you know you don't you didn't expect anything from them and then for them that keith lee match when they when they keep swerving our glory when they did that first one 
it was an epic match. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be fun. Because, you know, really, when you saw everything from the acclaimed, the acclaimed was just kind of like, oh, they did a couple things. He did the mic drop. The, the match was over. Right. And then they kept kind of doing that. And there, there really wasn't too much of a buildup. You had some stuff with slowly bubbling with daddy ass. But I felt that daddy ass was kind of overshadowing them a little bit. This, that and the other thing. But then, you know, towards the end of this year, they really came into their own. And they're really a good, entertaining, technically good tag team. And so yeah. my vote for 2022 is the acclaimed. Yeah, if we had a topic on here that was uh, like like most unexpected, enjoyable team, they'd be on my list because mm-hmm. I hated them at the beginning of this year. I couldn't stand them. I thought they were shit. Max Caster pissed me off a lot. I love them now. Um, they're, they're one of my favorites, but favorite tag team of 2022, I'm going to say best tag team of 2022 FTR. I don't feel like I need to justify it. I don't feel like I need to explain it. Nope. FTR. FTR. Period. Absolutely. You, you sure. can't argue with that because they've won titles at every promotion this year. So, yeah, I know. I I was close to putting them up there too. I love them. I mean, there's no counterpoint. Let's move on. Yeah, Let's move on. We move on. We move on. The best show, best show pay per view of this year. I am going. You know, they were up and downs. There was a couple of them. I mean, there's a. I really like that last WWE one, the the War Games one. That was really cool. That was up there for me. But it's the, the dog collar match with MJF, the revolution early in the year, is my favorite. That's fair. That was a great match. That was fantastic. That was a good pay-per-view. And you don't even have to explain it. Mm-mm, don't have that was to. A killer, that was a killer show. Tammy? Well, this is going to be a really short conversation because I picked the exact same one. <laughs> it it well, was. Fair enough. That was a really good show. It yeah, was an AEW the- show. Um, for me, the- Survivor Series, War Games, best pay-per-view of the year. It was excellent. It was excellent. Not only, not only was it a good pay-per-view, it was the best Survivor Series I've seen in... I don't even know how many years. Um, it was the best version of War Games matches I'd seen in a long time, despite the facts that I, I love the the blood and guts matches. Uh, there's something there's something special about the way AEW does these matches, but War Games on a main roster show at Survivor Series blew me away. The women's match, the men's match, they were both fantastic. I don't know how WWE can justify paying their roster the way that they do um, based on that show. No doubt. There's no argument. No. There you go. (laughs) What was your least favorite thing in the past year in the wrestling business, Tammy? The Jade Cargill storyline. Um, and also the drop off in the women's division in AEW in general. Like I like Jade's, I think she's beautiful. I think she's a goddess, 
when I look at her and her outfits are super cool and I love all the themes. But when it came down to her promos, her storyline being a champion, I thought it, it was definitely my least favorite thing. And I my also my biggest least favorite was when, when Ray Phoenix hurt his arm. There you go. Fair. Rafe? My least favorite was, it's kind of a tie. It's a tie. It was the CM Punk bullshit and the AEW women's division. I think the minute that Brandy left, trouble started happening. And I hate to say That's it. fair. But it's, I feel it. I feel that it's true. When Brandy Rhodes left, I think she was, she had that, she was pushing that division a little bit more and then all of a sudden it got forgotten about. She really and was keeping the rain on things, wasn't she? she and put really it was. this way, next year I'm going to have a whole lot more WWE stuff to talk about. There you go. And so GCW and Impact and Enjoy Wrestling and all the other promotions that we're going to be watching because we're real wrestling fans and that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Least favorite thing from the past year. I don't know if you guys can see this, if, if it will focus. All the drama, particularly in AEW. Yeah. <sighs> Bunch of bullshit. Yeah. We, we don't need to get into specifics. There was the all-out fallout. There was all the stuff with Sammy, Eddie, blah, blah, blah. Um, You're right. The drama's dumb, man. It's a, it's a profession. It's a business. Let's be professionals. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Now, best thing to happen in professional wrestling in 2022, Tammy, thoughts? So I put, I I don't know best, I put favorite moments. So That's fine. uh, All of MJF's promos and monologues, along with John Moxley's emotional return. Yeah, okay. I actually forgot about, I forgot about the whole rehab stint and everything. Jesus Christ. God, it's been a, a lot long has year. happened this year. <laughs> it really has. Rafe? Favorite wrestling happenings? Um, well, obviously the MJF stuff, but I was very happy with the development of the House of Black. Of course, I'd like to see them do be, be doing more, but the fact that that developed over this year and everything kind of fell into place of what I wanted it to fall into, <laughs> I think is perfect. I agree. That those are both great points, guys. Um, my absolute favorite thing, and the thing that that really got my rocks off in 2022, in professional wrestling, and the business, and what's best for the business. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Vince McMahon is gone, baby. Good point. <laughs> Adios. You old crotchety, non-attached bastard. No nothing. Can't write a story. Can't develop a character. SOB. So happy we're done with him. It's it's to me that's the best thing that's happened in wrestling in twenty years. Huh. Forget twenty twenty two, two decades. That is the best development that has come across anything. Yep. Need I say more? You don't need to say anymore. Nope. That's it. Drop the mic on it. Drop the mic on that, baby. I have an interesting question for you guys. Sure. 
Anything you're specifically looking forward to next year? Go ahead, Tammy. What are you looking forward to? All of the Enjoy Wrestling series that comes out. This time I'll be able to follow all year round, you know, as they post on YouTube. And I'm looking forward. I like to, like, learn more about New Japan. And I okay. I enjoyed everybody from New Japan I've seen so far. And I want to look more into that and learning more about all of that. Oh, that's And doing world. some wrestling conferences. You're going to love it. You're going to love it, I promise. Rafe? Um, the Enjoy stuff. The last thing they did, they did this weekend, was the Royal Rumble. Yes. The, the Royal Rumble nope, is going Not the Royal Rumble. Or the Ro- Battle Royale or something like that that they did. Enjoy had a big event last night. Yeah. It was Unfortunately, big... it wasn't televised. You can't find it anywhere. You got to look on social media to get a hold of it. I think I need uh, to drive out there and go to one live this year. It will be on YouTube. Philly Road in- Trip. It'll be on YouTube in January. I was told by the people from Enjoy when they 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 answered me back on Instagram. Nice. So we'll I'm looking to forward it. to it because uh, I've seen a bunch of clips and stuff from the show. It was mm-hmm. amazing from what yeah. I saw. So fun. many awesome matches, so many awesome things, so many great performers, so many great talents. Uh, Enjoy. If If we had an extra category for my favorite new promotion in 2022, despite the fact that they weren't brand new in 2022, It'd be enjoyed wrestling for sure. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do and, and all, all that and getting some crossover going. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And I, and you know, we'll see what happens with all the rest of the promotions. Yep. All right. Well, it's been a great year for 2022 for wrestling um more and more exciting more and more things i'm into and i'm looking forward to next year we are going to be doing a holiday break so our next episode will be on the we're going to record it probably on the 15th um and then of january and then we're going to review everything that goes down between then and then after that we're take a few weeks off we're going to take a few weeks off. Then we're going to do a lot of shit going down between now and then, but that's okay. We're going to, I'm going to make Tammy watch the Royal rumble and nobody can make me do anything. We all know this. We'll I will next show. maybe consider it for my own free Tammy will. Tammy wants to watch the promise. You want to watch the Royal rumble, right? Yeah. You've never I watched know. one. You're going to love it. You're going to love I, it. I feel like I'm getting subliminally brainwashed to watch it. So I'm definitely well, going to. I will continue to subliminally brainwash you. <laughs> I'm going to watch it, okay? Well, and it's then, part of your job. We're going we're gonna to uh, review yes. it. So you have to watch it. Right. You have to watch it. To be a professional. So that's, so that's what we got coming around the bend. Anything else? No. Nope. I mean. What? What was the question? <laughs> Huh? Tammy, off to Never Never Land. <laughs> Calm down, James. All, All right. right. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a shitload of crazy pay per views happening next year. We're going to be watching a lot of them. Um, I know you guys aren't super into GCW yet, but I'm definitely going to be watching it. They're, they're coming back to Charlotte. So oh, let's I, do I it. Be, I will be at that show and I will be uh I will be sharing information about that. Um yeah, there's literally like 
millions of things happening in 2023. Wow. The Rumble's the first big one. Uh, I'm super excited to see what happens at Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Um, Jesus, there really is a lot. I have a lot of stuff written down here about what's going on the next couple of months, and it's crazy. And And there's like 20 shows between now and the next time we all get together, so... We is there anywhere you can post this list? Potentially. Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, forget all the mainstream companies. Everyone out there who's listening, watching, whatever, go support your local wrestling scene. Yes. Go to the indie shows near you. Go to the dive bars. Go to the shows that happen at brunches and weird outdoor shows. You never know where you're going to see the next superstar. You never know where you're going to find the next golden match. Um, you never know when you might see a huge a huge name pop up at a show down the road. I highly recommend and I highly support independent wrestling. Um, those people do it for the love and the passion. They don't do it for the money. So yes. go find your indie scene. Make it happen. Exactly. All right, everybody. We have been gonna make it happen. It's been a fantastic. We gotta say thank you to the folks, Rafe. Thank you to everybody that's listened. To hey, I'm gonna give a shout out to Jordan. Thanks to him and everybody else that supported us over on Twitter and all the people that enjoy wrestling and who went back and forth with us and had some fun with us as well. That's been awesome. We're definitely gonna bring you some more enjoy stuff. 100. percent Yep. And we're just happy that we're doing it. We're having we get together and 2023 is going to be a whole lot of fun. And we're looking forward to it. I want everybody and thank to you have- to everybody that has engaged with us on YouTube. Thank you to everybody that has engaged with us on Twitter. Thank you to everybody who's been listening to us on the podcast services, whether it be Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to us at. We appreciate your support. We love you guys. Um, and the TikTok. We- we're really we 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 actually also we should thank the opportunities we've gotten with talent. Um, mm-hmm. We've had the opportunity to speak with a number of talents this year. Uh, I know you guys went to a couple of conventions. You did some interviews with folks. We talked to a few people on the indie scene. We did some interviews. We've had a really good time with people who may not be exposed to the broad, wide world of professional wrestling. Um, go back and check out our videos. Watch our old stuff. Um, more importantly, we're currently ramping up our social media presence. We're doing a we're 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 trying to uh, we're trying to get with you young folks <laughs> and uh, and be more current. We uh, we recently we recently fired up our TikTok. We recently fired up our Instagram. Um, if you're listening or watching, we would appreciate it if you would go over there. All you have to do is look right down here in this this corner my arm doesn't do that there we go this corner right there uh you can find us on tiktok instagram youtube you can also find us on all these different podcast sites the main ones are soundcloud podbean spotify please go check us out give us a follow stay up to date on everything we're saying we will see you guys in 2023 but thank you so much for everything in 2022 we've had a great time i hope you guys have had a good time too Happy holidays. Happy holidays.
Happy holidays. Enjoy it. Have a great new year. And, and the merry bells are ringing. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right, everybody. Have a good one.